So you're saying to yourself, yo, sir, dude, I wanted to see Kevin Smith in Halifax, Nova Scotia, but the motherfucker sold out. Well, after I shed a tear for you, I highly recommend bookmarking csmod.com. That's the place on the worldwide interwebs to see all upcoming Smodco shows, updated with linky links to Tiki Tickets. Say it with me, baby. csmod.com. Nice. Ooh, I just got a little hard there. So, you're saying, yo, sir, dude, I love sir, and I want to show the world. Wear your sir love with our official t-shirts, biatch. Fishies have no eyes. Let us fuck. Jay and Silent Bob get old. The Garmy. There's also posters, action figures. There's so many to choose from. Grab your smirch at smodcast.com. Scroll down and click on Smerchandise. Because I'm a fucking dork. My comic book collection gives me an erection. What? Experts of everything and nothing. What's up? What's up, y'all? Welcome to Bagged and Boarded. I'm Matt Cohen, and uh, hope you're doing well. You know what? Fuck. I was going to say screw that. Fuck that. Hope you're doing awesome. Full of awe. Just at every moment of your day. Uh, welcome to an Experts of Everything and Nothing episode. If you don't know how we get down... I uh, I put out a list of my favorite subjects on the internet. Some folks were kind enough to respond, and we chatted. Uh, the following gentleman responded for the subject of Final Fantasy. However, uh, things quickly changed once once I found out a little bit more about the uh, the man's life and hobbies. It's a fun one. Uh, we asked, we had to restart it, which happens oh so often. I'm, I'm gonna let you in a little podcast secret. Every episode is done four times, guys. For every podcast you hear, I, I have to erase seven. You know, it's like the law of averages. That's not fucking true at all. This was the uh, only episode in, like, I'm going to say four years that I ever had to uh, restart due to a technical error. However, magic the second time. If the first time was illusion, the second time was straight up magic. Like, first time, yeah, what's your card? It's five of clubs. Oh, awesome. Second time, I made your fucking grandfather fly. He's been dead for 30 years, and he was in a wheelchair, and... He hated flying, uh, even in airplanes. I made him levitate off the ground, swirl around the room, do a little dance for you. That's what this podcast is. Without further ado, before I turn anyone more off, anyone more off, which is a word if you if you go by uh, Wobster's Dictionary. Wobster, many people don't know, was uh, Webster's cousin. Not as smart, had a lot of heart, and, and that's why I support him. Without further ado, take it away, me, and here's the man of the hour to talk about the art of video gamery with us, Mr. Chris Bedwell. What's up, dude? Hey, thanks for having me. We should uh, we should let people know just for the for the purposes of candor that we uh, candor. I mean, uh, I meant candor, but I'll say candor like the bottle planet from the Superman universe. Uh, we actually just tried to record this show, and we realized that we were having some technical snags ten minutes in. So this is our second attempt, which means you guys get all like the wheat cut away. This is pure fucking podcast gold, you lucky kids, mm. right? Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we should say, dude, I want to A, thank you because you have a life and a, and a uh, wife and a, a child or two maybe. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a dog in Skyrim. So you're sacrificing something to be here with us tonight? Dogs and two-year-olds are pretty close. Uh, probably. I feel like my dog is a lot more racist than your two-year-old, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we should say this is an expert episode. I put out a call to the internet. Uh, I, there's a number of subjects I'm passionate about, and I was seeing if there were folks out there who also felt the same way and might want to chat with me about it at length. And uh, you responded to the Final Fantasy um, <laughs> subject. What was that? I felt oh. like Darth Vader just entered. Oh, it sounded I grabbed like my, I, I my computer off the desk. I'm it sorry. It sounded like a portal <laughs> gun. To keep it video game related, like portal just happened on this podcast. The, um, the, the, the podcast is not real. Yeah, exactly. You responded to for the Final Fantasy expert thing, and you wrote uh, basically, hey, I played all the Final Fantasy games, you know, even when they were, uh, what was it, 2 was called 3, and all the, the mislabeling and the Japanese <laughs> imports and all that fun stuff. Right. And I was like, all right, awesome. We got our Final Fantasy guy. And then you included a link at the bottom of your video, sir, which which completely changed the complexion of this podcast. It's no longer the Final Fantasy podcast. It is now the video game collecting podcast. Um, I'm going to put the link out with the podcast so people can see uh, the video that I'm talking about. What the fuck, man? <laughs> it's the past 15 years of my life. 15? Uh, I was with a group of people today, and I was like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast with this dude who's into video games. Watch this shit. And I put the video on for them, <laughs> and I just watched their draws progressively drop. How many video games would you say you have, dude? Um, or Over 4,000. Over 4,000 video games, folks. All, like, neatly fucking library aligned spine out in, like, white mm-hmm. shelving it's fucking gorgeous. It is the biggest video game collection I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, there are they're big ones out there, but thank you. Fuck those other guys, because they're not yeah, on my podcast. Them. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't they, write you. They didn't write me in. Yeah, so fuck them. Um, dude, astounding. And, like, the other thing, the other next question they asked was, are you going there right now, and can we come? And I was like, sadly, different time zone situation going on. But, like, you must get that all the time. When people find out about your collection, is it immediately, like... Can we come over? Can we come over? You know? Yeah. Yes and no. Because a lot of the people that game that I meet are younger kids that don't give a shit about anything that's not in 3D and oh. that well, doesn't, you know, that doesn't involve cussing each other. Over we should Xbox say Live. that. Well, here's the thing. You, you have your collection online and it's astounding. You have how many Genesis games, dude? Over 500. Over 500 Genesis games. Like every console I've ever heard of and never heard of. Like mm-hmm. all those weird vision consoles before I was born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kuroko Vision and Galaxy Vision and fucking Vision Quest, the game, um, which would be an awesome game if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you, however, so you pan through, you've got your uh, Atari and your Master System and your Genesis and your NES, Super NES, uh, even Nintendo 64 a little bit, Dreamcast, and then you get to your PlayStation 3 and you've got like 10 games. And even <laughs> this is how much of a dick I am. I was like... This is the best video game collection I've ever. Oh fuck this guy! I've got more games than him. <laughs> yeah, it's probably less than one percent. So it's you know the one percenters on Wall Street, you know. No, suppressing. yeah. And however, the other ninety nine percent definitely make up for the next gen games that you're lacking. Um, let's get into our video game history a little bit. I uh, I, I always say I was born with a Nintendo in my room, but I realized Nintendo didn't come out until I was two. So it was it wasn't that I had one when I was born. It was when I remember. Right, same so, difference. Right, might as well be. First two years of your life don't fucking count. Nope. 
Um, I think I was like, I worked, I had a job and shit. I had like a wife and a family and like a whole alter ego. And then I just walked away from it when I turned three. Yeah. I was, just, I was yeah, like, the, I'm not going to remember this anyway. So fuck yeah. you. Um, Although my, my, my two year old, uh, she's got like a Sega Pico, which is like this nineties system that Sega yes, did. That... I remember the Pico. Dude, we'll talk about, we'll talk systems in a minute. Hold on. Uh, my first system was a Nintendo. Uh, I vividly remember playing Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, Metroid with my mom. Mappy Land was a giant game in our house. Uh-huh. Do you remember yeah, Mappy Land? Yeah, uh, it was a sequel to Mappy, which was <laughs> look at you, uh, Nam- Namco uh, arcade game, which was an was... arcade cabinet, which is still mouse on trampoline, right? Right. I mean, it was like the same vein as Pac Man, kind of. You know, you go through boards at a time, whereas Mappy Land was more Super Mario like. Yeah, it was side. Oh, okay, is that what it was? Mappy Land was a side scroller, and Mappy was like an overhead. It was yeah. It was still like the side view, but it was you're just in like a little house. It's okay, the, Mappy so Land was Mappy Land was dope, dude. Like if I, rem- the, it's so weird. The games that were big for people, and I listen to a lot of podcasts, and every once in a while, I'll hear someone mention a game, and I'll get so fucking excited because I don't think anyone else on the planet would remember it. Yeah, but like, I mean, sure, you got the big ones like Ghost and Goblins and mm-hmm. um, Castlevania. What? Well, Ghost and Goblins that wasn't big. that big. Well, see, it's tainted people, most... by it's tainted by my childhood love of it. Like, if you played a game, you assumed it was the biggest game of all time. You know. Well, that's the fact that you mention it. You, you, that it's it's a, it's a hardcore game, quote unquote. I, I hate that term, but that. Go- like you know how often I mention Vector Man and people I just get blank fucking stares. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, that's, it that's... changed the world, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. Cover of EGM. I don't think they give that out lightly. Uh, oh, they Chester Cheetah. Wait, that was. I game, mean, though. Yo Noid. They kind of get. They kind of <laughs> gave it. I had the Yo Noid game. I have the. I had the Seven Up Spot game. I loved mascot was, games. Seven Up was awesome. Uh, uh, I loved all those Sega Genesis. Um, Mascot games, the ripoff, Bubsy, Sonic, Bubsy, Bubsy and Arrow the Acrobat. Yeah, and, and there was the Alligator, uh, Radical Rex. Uh, there were so many, dude. James Pond, and like that was <laughs> that was when. And then Nintendo tried to copy it with like, um, well, Crash Bandicoot is arguably not even a ripoff. He he kind of earns his third mascot status. Would you say? For a while, but it's, he's kind of fallen off the map. I like Crash, but yes, no, yeah. no, kids don't know who Crash fucking is nowadays. But for a minute there, even yeah. Spyro had like a shot for a second. Um, or, uh, Ratchet and Clank, maybe. Ratchet and Clank. No, Banjo and Kazooie, man. Mm-hmm. That That's was more N64. Oh, they that. put all their fucking money on that shit. They're like, kids are going to love Animals Conquers. That was like Animal ter- Wow, man, I love video games. We'll get into it. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> So my earliest memories of, were exactly playing with my mom, my uncle. Uh, I don't think my little brother was born yet. I'm four years older than him. So it was straight NES. You had a bit of a different tale because you own like 20 systems from before I was born. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. What's the first system you ever got, dude? Uh, we got a Coleco – or not Coleco, an Intellivision – uh, eighty three or eighty four. I was in second grade. Now you got it. You, I'm a total fucking layman. Like I'm gonna, people are gonna flame me for this, but maybe not because most of my listeners are probably eighteen, so they have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, right. ColecoVision and Television. They they were boxes that you plugged in red, white, AV, right? <laughs> no, not even that. RF. Not, not even RF. Holy They're shit. They're RF only. Yeah. Okay, and the joystick was attached to the system. Um, on some. Or was models, there a port? Yeah. Were there ports like, yet? Unlike, uh, yeah, there, Atari had a port. Um, See, some I, did, dude, that's. Did. I've never even played an Atari in my life, man. I've never seen an Atari. I think when I, when I, I saw a Master System, a buddy's 
older brother had a Sega Master System. I only played that a couple times even. Harrison Ford? I don't remember. Was it Harrison Ford was my friend's older buddy? I wish. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly why. Was he a big Sega? Oh, no one wants to play Sega with Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. that guy on my podcast. I should fucking... Yeah, well, be, that's that's kind of how I found you. Be so quicker with that. Oh, you're around. a Brandon Bird fan? Yeah, I got his, I got that print up in my room. Oh, very cool, dude. Yeah. Um, it all, it's a big circle of life, folks. Um, yes. So you plugged it in RF. Uh, what were the games? They were giant cartridges, right? Mm, not... No, not really. And I think Nintendo cartridges are bigger. Like, like, really? Si- area area wise, they're bigger. They weren't okay. stiff. Uh, Atari carts about the size of a wallet. Same thing with Coleco games. And television were slightly smaller, wallet size. And and these games were sold. Like, was what? Where did you buy video games back in those days? Well, I mean, I was I was in grade school, so I didn't really buy a whole lot. But video games are kind of like this big fad. That's that's how they were kind of treated at the time. Like they were the pet rock. They so were, you could get them almost everywhere, probably. They they were everywhere. They're in department stores. They were, I mean, grocery stores even had them sometimes. And the thing was, when the fad was declared over, you know, unofficially, all these places put that shit on clearance. Like you know, you could get Atari games for. Two, three bucks. And we're talking about in the All 80s, over. you could get Atari yeah, games in, for in, two or three bucks. In the, in the early 80s, like 83, 84, the whole industry kind of crashed, and then everybody just wanted to get rid of the stock. And video games, they even took out video games from the lyrics of the Toys R Us song. <laughs> I mean, Dude, that's fucking I was, insane. In preparation of this, I was thinking of that song today, and I was like, they have video games in it. Like, that's how big video games are for in the public since I've been yeah. alive. Because you hear about it, and you think it's a newer fad, and my parents don't know from video games really my dad's never played a video game in his fucking life my mom i think she has like dance dance revolution on playstation one still but like my my mom does puzzle games like tetris mr driller totally my mom my mom liked like game dr mario i think my mom weirdly on game boy that's a favorite uh however but so in my lifetime, it's always been like video games have always been around, but it still kind of felt like a new thing. To hear that they went back that much further and like people gave up on them right before Nintendo came out is amazing right. to me. N- Nintendo resurrected the whole thing. I mean, it was it was like a supernova, and then it was dark, and then Nintendo lit the fire and kept it going for the past. Now you years. being a video game expert and collector and having these consoles, and I want to do a console list in a minute. Um, yeah. Was Famicom out yet, and had it been a success in Japan? Yes, uh, 83 it came out, and it was kind of like the first hit console over there. Like, they were, they, they didn't really, they had Ataris, but, you know, since they were imported and they're a little xenophobic Holy shit, about it. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I've seen a box of it, a, a Japanese Atari, it's fucking crazy. It's, it's, you know, it's that, that cheesy 80s happy family playing the thing, but it's a no, Japanese yeah. family. It's, it's <laughs> insane. I love it. So Famicom came out, blew Japan out of the water, but did we as America have any idea of what was to come next? No, not at all. Nintendo struggled to, uh. Nintendo of America it, struggled. It, well, they, they had Donkey Kong, so they were a name, but they weren't, like, the name. They were an arcade company. They had, they had Punch Out. Ever see the Punch Out arcade machine? Like, the two screens? No. Is there a, oh, is there a Mike Tyson's Punch Out arcade machine? No Mike Tyson. It was before that. So it was just. Same game, Little Mac? It wasn't Little Mac. You were like, it, it was two screens, so that was, like, the cool attraction of it. Like, the top screen to have your score and, like, these posters. And the bottom screen to have the game. And you were the same size as the other guy, but you were wireframed, and it would talk oh, constantly. Awesome. So you'd like hit the guy, would say left jab, left jab, uppercut, uppercut. It was, it was at a bowling alley. My parents at a bowling well, league, and I, 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 I like stared in awe at that thing every <laughs> Sunday. It was awesome. I'm 27. You're 35. 
Mm-hmm. So you definitely had it a lot more than I did, but I remember arcades until I was like maybe ten years old. Yeah, I mean they've they've they were huge. That's what I was saying. They were everything. I remember huge. when they were huge arcades, and I was going to say for a weird reason, pinball was a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, pinball's a. And I back, don't know too. if you could consider pinball a video game, could you? No, but it's not. It, 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 I mean, if you ever, that's a whole other. But podcast. they were in arcades, like they, I, they were. They they were where the arcades got their foothold. But pinball was kind of like dirty because it used to be associated with gambling. So and guys would smoke and fucking like yeah, yeah. It was a whole. Greasy, but I mean, like they were thing. banned in most states. Like they would like break up pinball machines. That's like, right. Machines. I watched a documentary about that. They were banned for like many, many, many years, like thirty years or something. Yeah, special and lit. That's cra- that's a crazy. That's that's what I watched. Yeah. Good that shit, guy man. with that guy with the sh- belly hanging. Out. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these nostalgia documentaries. You're like, oh my god, it's so exciting. I like that guy. And then you see that the damn shirt. <laughs> you see the people in them. Like, dude, have you seen the Rocket Fire explosion? Is it Rocket Fire explosion? The pizza, short time pizza with like the animatronic things. I've done never said a documentary, but I'd love to see something. There's a like documentary that. about the people who nowadays, in their like their 40s, collect and rebuild exact replicas and then like show them off to the neighborhood. Oh. Can't say I'm surprised. That, that's and they're the totally... they're the creepiest human beings in the world. <laughs> At one point, like the reason I'm going to recommend everyone go out and watch this documentary right now. I think it's called Showtime Pizza: A Rock of Fire Explosion. It was on Hulu when I watched it. Um, and watch it for only this reason: the main protagonist of this documentary, the main guy, it's his story. Basically, we see a lot of other people, but he's the one we follow throughout. He's like in his 40s. He's unemployed. He spent like over a hundred thousand dollars to buy and refurbish these animatronic animals so they could dance in his fake pizza place. And then all of a sudden, this woman walks out of a door, and he goes, oh, hey, that's my wife. And at this point, heretofore, no wife had been mentioned. She's mentally handicapped. And that, to me, it made it a different documentary. Like, oh, my God, there's this creepy, predatory pizza fucking robot guy who married a poor, retarded girl, and it's keeping her like a... It just goes to a really weird place when you're watching a fucking documentary about pizza places. So I would definitely recommend that. <sighs> dude it's yeah. so it's horrific like I, my jaw dropped i was like this is the best documentary i've ever seen in my life because I, I don't want to be that guy but i kind of want i yeah that's so I, I we're, assume, we're my very, life is not retarded no <laughs> but but like there's a lot of I, I a lot of times i watch these fandom documentaries like oh these fucking assholes and then a minute into it you're like yeah i am that asshole fuck <laughs> yeah yeah that's I, I, that's that's why they're kind of sad at the same time totally um, let's do, let's do the console list, dude. Uh, my, sure. I'll go first because mine is, I'm, I'm sure a lot less impressive than you. Uh, every console I've ever owned, I think it would go in order. Nintendo, uh, Genesis, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Game Gear, Virtua Boy. Nice. Um, of which my mom bought like 10 and gave them out as Christmas presents. And then Nintendo released a thing like, by the way, don't play it for more than three minutes or you'll go blind. So nice. that was fun. Uh, uh, Nintendo 64, uh, PlayStation 1, Dreamcast, PlayStation 2, I never owned, uh, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, I owned an Xbox for a minute and traded mm-hmm. it in, I owned a Wii, uh, a DS, oh, and I had Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Pocket, fucking... All those so, Game Boys, but I so never do you get rid of these as you go along, or as or do you you have them all? Not by choice. Not no, not by choice. I didn't get rid of them. No, my mom did, dude. Like I, my mom got rid of my entire childhood. So what's your uh, most recent or your, your oldest one that you currently have? I the, saw on your Twitter you showed only, a picture of a the only Dreamcast systems I have are uh, a PS3, a Wii, and a Dreamcast because my mom for some reason had not thrown out the Dreamcast yet, and I was like. 
do me a favor. Go look in that closet. Look through those games. Is there a game called Shenmue? And she was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, you need to send that and all the power cables to me right now. So I have a working Dreamcast with NBA 2K8? And uh, there's it was no it was 2K NBA 2K oh fuck that yeah, that was the first yeah, we're going first way one. back NBA 2K I have an NBA 2K Sonic Adventures and a Shenmue and I play Shenmue probably once a week never finished that one oh I need, my I fucking need to God. sit down with because I, I imported two and uh, that, see and that's, that's a problem I never got to play two because I am and that's the other funny thing I find up until a certain point yeah Saturn was a kind of a joke. And like Neo Geo, like you weren't gonna buy it, but your friend who had it, you would go over and play Bonk every once in a while. Turbo graphics. Turbo graphics. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh fuck. Yeah. Anyway, I knew I fucked it up, but it was a Neo. Sorry. Geo. Um, and then there was Jaguar, which like fuck everyone who ever bought one. And 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 did you have a Jaguar? Oh no, but I'm just thinking of the people on message boards. Oh, they're going crazy right <laughs> because, now. Because every crazy. time the Jaguar appears on a top ten worst list. The Jaguar fans come out of the woodwork. It didn't well, suck. Well, there's it this can't. weird, there's a weird nostalgia for a few systems. I know, like, I oh, sound yeah. cliche for saying Super Nintendo is my favorite because that's what every gamer it is, says. It's a lot of fake people's favorite. It is my You're favorite. Not alone. However, I really love the Dreamcast, and I know that there's a weird Dreamcast cult out there too. Oh, they're still making games for it. There's still some homebrewers out there. I love, dude. I loved. The, I had a modded one. Like, I had the boot disc and all that. Like, you know what I mean? We, it, dude, Dreamcast was awesome. Oh, I'm got, so sad I, they dumped that system as quickly as I, they did. When I went to school, because I graduated in 94, uh, and I went to college, and I kind of, because that's when the, the Saturn, the PlayStation, N64, they all came out. That's when we went to 32? That's no. when we went to jump to 32. Okay, 32. They, they were, you know, you went from like $99 for SNES or Genesis. To 300 they to 300 for the PlayStation dude and how mu- 400 for the Saturn how much was the Jaguar it was like $599 right ja- Jaguar was like 250 what there was one system that was in was it the Lynx no the 3DO that, 3DO was like 500 bucks right like 700 when it first came out yes and like all you could play in it was like seventh guest and mist or some shit it 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 had it was kind of like a proto PlayStation it had some of those early style PlayStation games with like the chunky 3D and like like Wing Commander was on it. And, totally, uh, but 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 it, it wasn't. It was like cool to look at, but seven hundred dollars in nineteen ninety four dollars. I was in college. Dude. I kind of dropped out of gaming. That's like eight thousand dollars today. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, um, uh, but what I was saying though is there wasn't much. Like I had Sega and Nintendo, I, and that there was no problem with that. Everyone did. It seemed there was never hatred of systems. Whereas, and I get. Like I, uh, everyone knows it, so I'll catch shit for it. I fucking hate Microsoft. I think yeah, Xbox I'm, is the worst console of all time. I think people are fooling themselves into liking it. Almost, I don't. I I'm, never got it, man. I'm, I'm agnostic for both Sony and Microsoft because neither are actual gaming companies. They're multimedia companies. And I'll cop to that. The reason I love my PS3 is not because it's my favorite gaming console of all time. It's my favorite piece of machinery that I've ever owned. It's like the sexiest, most like yeah. powerful. Like, oh, you can beam in things that make it change itself inside? That's fucking cool. Like, the whole update thing really blew my mind. You know what I mean? It, it's a positive and negative. I kind of, I, I don't like DRM. I don't like updates. I don't like having to buy a game and then having a one gigabyte update I got to download when I just to play it the first time. I mean, I, I mean, I'll agree with you on all you, those points. You, However, you take, I'm like, still a PS3 like, snob. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. I totally get what you're saying. However, between the two systems, in my mind, for some reason... And and, uh, and look, if you own an Xbox and love Xbox, and I know the community, 
I know the Xbox community is 50 times what the PS3 community is, but I don't play online games, so it never mattered to me. Yeah, the first time I went on Xbox Live, uh, like off the original Xbox, I was at a friend's house, and we had poker. This is the middle of the poker boom. It is, I know, had a crappy. World Series. I have it on the Wii, I think. Yeah, it was like World Championship Poker. It was the cheesiest game, but I went online to play it, and like... I'll, I'm gonna say some bad words here. If you want to edit on, that's fine. But I got Have I got you heard a, my fucking show before, dude. I'm yeah, well, I got I got I got called a nigger Jew. Okay, are on, you? On, no. What did you do to lead them to believe you were one? Were you like uh, I won a hand? Were you like I love rap music and bagels? Fight me. I, I, yeah, I, I won one hand, and that's what I got called. Or dude. then I lost a hand. I don't. It was like, all right, I'm I'm not. I'm never going to pay Every for this fucking service. Every first online get... experience for me has been weird, and I thought about this today. The first time I ever went on AOL, I was with my mom. We had just gotten the internet. It was through a local service provider. You had to like go to the store and get them to install. This was like pre- this Pre-Windows was, 95? Yes, yeah, so it was dial-up. Like AOL right. dial-up, straight-out shit. We go into AOL. We pop in a chat room for kids. My mom's like, oh, here's the kids section. Jump in there. Not two minutes I get fucking like pinged by like six people like, hey, you want a cyber, want a cyber, want a cyber? My mom was like, the internet is dirty. And so that was my first internet experience. My first online like next gen thing, I jump on the PS3 when I first get it. And I see there's something called PS3 Home or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like Second Life. Sort totally. Of. Now, my name on the View Askew message board was Jew Askew. So that was what my online handle is and still was. Um, I go in there. It turned into Auschwitz within about 33 seconds. I'm going to – literally, there were like 50 avatars circled around me calling me like kike and stuff. And I was like, I think this will be my first and only visit into the home feature of the place. Like I just don't – I don't – I play video games to zone out and not deal with humanity, not to yeah. fucking hear the insensitive banter of fucking 14-year-old racists. Yeah, and, and the other sad part is all the emphasis on online, you have no more like competitive oh, gaming – in, with on your own console, I mean, can you find many games that you could play two players? Oh, hardly. Together? I was at a Best Buy recently, and this is how fucking geeky I am. Like, if someone's looking for something at a Best Buy, I like swoop in because I'm like, they ain't gonna fucking help you here, man. Let me. T-. No. So these two kids were like looking through the video game section for like an hour, and I because I was trying to find Oblivion Game of the Year or something, and right. um, it was a weird story. They were like, hey man, we we just got sober. We're trying to stay sober for a month, and we want to buy a video game system so we can, like, play and not do drugs. They were, like, 17-year-old kids. And I was like, right on. Well, let's look for games you could play together. There were none. None. I mean, Except for sports games, there were no co-op fucking games. I mean, shit on the Wii all you want, but that's the only thing it's got going for it. I mean, it's... I mean, dude, I feel like you're making me more of a retro gamer than I am, and I'm going to offend some people, but, like, Call of Duty making a billion dollars and being the biggest thing in video game history, I don't think is a good thing for video game, for gaming. I really don't. Well, it's it's the same state with movies, where they're relying on giant blockbusters to support the entire industry, rather than and, and you're trying right. to make... And you're right, and the people who go to the giant blockbusters are not film fans. Uh, some of them are, but some of them are just main... The, I, I Like, people who play 40 hours of Call of Duty a week have never played another video game in their life. It's attracting this weird, like, jock... They're like jock video gamers. Kind of. I mean, they've always been there, but now they're... They, that's... they have a viable fucking medium for it now in this whole Call of Duty thing, and, like, Gears of War, and all this stuff, and it's just right. become this... It's just become this other fucking entity in itself, whereas, like... And- it's, you know, the, ma- it's making me relish the days of like eight bit side scrolling simpleness. Yeah, I, I mean, and and don't I mean people are going to say, oh well, you got downloadable games. Well, it's not quite the same. I mean, they feel like 
I, I love the idea of garage concepts, but it, a lot of the, de- I mean, there's some download games I like a lot, but a lot of those, they just, they feel cheap. No, okay, so hit me with your system, sir. Do, do the whole list of every system. Oh, okay, every go for system it. I, Jesus Christ. Um, I, I do not have an original Odyssey. I have an Odyssey. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'll, stop on my, I'll just look at my, my, my rack over there. All right, go for it. I got, I got an Xbox One, a PlayStation 2. Second shelf, I got a Saturn, a Neo Geo, a Super NES, a Sega Genesis with a C, Sega CD and 32X. Next shelf, I have a GameCube, Dreamcast, N64, PlayStation 1, 3DO. Uh, next shelf down, I've got a, uh, is, what is, which one is that? Can't see it too well. <laughs> I wonder what uh, video Neo game Geo, console that might be. Neo Geo CD, uh, Atari 7800, Atari 5200. That looks like a CDI. Uh, oh no, uh, um, Amiga CD32. There, there's a, there's a popular one. You're now into the, you, like you've been six consoles into the list of consoles I've never fucking heard of. Right. Uh, like there's that. more than one Atari. Oh God, yeah. They they tried to release uh, the twenty six hundred was a huge hit, and they tried twice to release a sequel, and they never took hold. I was um, not aware of that. They, there was a twenty six hundred, and then they had the fifty two hundred, which had analog joysticks, which was like a cool, inventive thing. But playing Pac Man with an analog joystick is a pain in the ass. I'm sure. <laughs> and it, it was it it was a gigantic flop, and they and most of the joysticks broke and. And, and you couldn't play the 2600 games on the, on the 5200. And yeah, that's kind of why Atari failed. And cause, it, cause they tried to, they tried to strip, spread their wings a little too much. It seemed like, well, they, they released new systems, but they had no new games with it. Oh, uh, so was, yeah. yeah. Stuff, what good does that I do? Mean, it, it was a prettier version of Pac-Man, but you know, that, that doesn't get people to buy new systems. Oh, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe it does these days with, you know, you, you, you I, I don't know. I'm under the theory that you, you need, <clears throat> an original game to sell your system when you come out with a new system. Sequels are nice, but for launch like, launch titles, they don't do that anymore. N- no, I mean, but like, even they haven't done that for years. Nintendo 64 pilot wings and Mario. Those were both, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, but that was 3d. So that was like a new hook. That was, but even would you remember the launch titles for fucking NES and super NES? Uh, NES? No. Cause I didn't really, become aware of it until after it was out for a couple of years. Like the first time I heard of it, some kid brought the, uh, you ever, you ever see the Nintendo player's guide? Yeah, totally. Yeah. That was like the book that came with like the stripped down NES. So some kid brought it to school and they'd pass it around. And I like, you know, I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I received my life. I'm going to get flame for this. Super Mario. Wasn't the first fucking Nintendo game. Um, in America, it was. In America, okay. So it definitely, it, 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 it came packaged. America. It yes. came packaged. It, Super Mario and, was, and Duck Hunt was, combo. Mm, there were there were two NESs. There was one with, you ever heard of the, the Rob the Robot? Yeah, I remember, yeah, thing. yeah. There was Rob the Robot that came, that, that was like one super deluxe console. It came with Rob, a light gun, Duck Hunt, and then Gyromite, which is the Rob game. See, and I then had there was, one that came was, with Duck Hunt, the light gun, and Mario, I remember. Yeah, that was the combo card. And that was like the second version that came oh. out like in 87. How many, did you have peripherals too, dude? Because I had the power glove, I had the power pad. I had the uh, the NES Advantage, which was fucking sweet. It was this big joystick with big buttons. I remember and, uh, that thing was. That was if you ever see Ghostbusters too, they use one. Yeah, the I, re- I fucking remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that that's probably my favorite controller of all time. Um, besides that, not really, because peripherals are kind of expensive back then. I mean, they are now too, but we had like the four player adapter. And the you, NES Advantage, and that's about it. Do you have like a lot of handheld thing. systems, too? 
yeah, uh, Game Boy, Game Gear, Lynx, Neo Geo Pocket, um, PSP, DS. Uh, I think that uh, I'll, do you, I'll do you one better. I had the N-Gage. Oh, I'm looking for one of those. You, I, that was my phone for like two years, man. Is it was a side talking version or was it the, uh, the, the, regu- the, the, the regular, the newer one that was real, regular phone? No, no, no. It was a side talk. Okay. No, it was side talk. You had to fucking, it was like a Game Boy. You had to hold up against the side of your fucking head. I was in like, right, it was like, you had to hold it sideways and there was this meme with uh, all these people like holding shit up to their ears sideways. I think that was my first cell phone was the N-Gage. Like it was retarded and horrible. I, I, I kind of want one. They got Sega did some games for it. So I, just I had, kinda... I had Virtua Tennis. Adventure Tennis, I think there was a Sonic game and Puyo Puyo and Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't bad, man. Um <laughs> Yeah, we're not the engage wasn't that bad. Totally. <laughs> Only uh, on this podcast. So you've got like you've got an insane amount of systems, dude. You've been playing video games. How did you have the foresight? Now this is almost depressing me to talk about, but and I can't blame my mom because every mom does it. It's a classic mom thing, but my mom just threw yeah. shit out or gave it away my entire life. We 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 kind of nothing sold from my childhood is fucking gone. Right. I, I, Everything is gone, I mean, rather. My mom didn't throw shit out. We sold it at garage sales or gave it to other people, but a lot of stuff I had as a kid is gone. But, um, when oh, I, so you co- rebought this stuff later oh, in yeah. life as a collection. Uh, no, like, as any of this stuff, what, what, what year do you go back to in terms of you have it from your own collection? Uh, 16 bit stuff. I never got rid of that. Okay. I got, I got rid of my NES to buy Super NES. But all I your never, Genesis stuff is original? Yeah. That's uh, amazing that you held that, on to that, too. I, I held on Genesis, but I was in high school at the time. That's not, you know, it's childhood, but it isn't. Childhood. Yeah, you're right. Dreamcast is my first high school console. I still have that. And I think right. I think my N64 is still kicking around somewhere. I never had a GameCube. I was like, fuck you, Nintendo. I'm done. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I wish I would have stayed done, man, because the Wii is not a fun system. The, it yeah the Wii the Wii had so much potential like Wii Sports is amazing and they sold out for years and and the worst part is I had I play my Wii like once every two years about three months ago I six months ago I got obsessed with that anime One Piece and I found out they did a Wii version of the game and I found one at like a GameStop like thirty miles away like used <laughs> so I drove all the way there I was so excited I got back my fucking Wii broke. So I had to buy well, another Wii, and then I realized the fucking thousands of dollars I'd spent in virtual console shit on my first one wouldn't transfer. So now I have two Wiis. Well, you know what? A I'll, black I'll... one and a white one. That's We're all in harmony. I've been in ivory. Yeah, right. Um, um, I bought one of the red ones, you know, like the special yeah. edition red ones. And because I had so much virtual console stuff and I had so many points on a Nintendo club because, you know... I. Um, I called their customer service. Oh shit! I probably shouldn't say this on public, they, but they let you transfer they actually, it. They they let me transfer Fucking it. Fucking bastards! I know, but that's why I'm never gonna shit talk them about. No, yeah, I wouldn't. Service. Yeah, hell no. They. I mean, because my my 360 just red ringed after five years, and See, my uh, and and I I feel I always feel bad about going into my Xbox rant because I know that 90 percent more people are on Xbox than PlayStation 3, so I am far from preaching to the choir on that. However. My stations, my systems never died arbitrarily for no reason and expe- well, expectedly. You know what I mean? Right. And I was have to say my PS3's died twice on me. Has it? I, but my but laser I, went once, but I had it replaced. I my laser's gone twice. It was. Um, but, I'm still, but I will say I bought. I'm, I'm still lucky enough to have the original PS3 that has that's, PS2 backwards compatibility. That's, that's what I have too because it upscales uh, yeah. PS2 games. Like it, like if you plug a PS2 into a uh, HDTV, it looks like shit. You got if you you got a. There's a handful of games that are in progressive video, but most of them aren't. 
but with the PS3, with it, the backwards, it upscales automatically. They, yeah. It all upscales. It looks beautiful on my TV. So I, I had to get that one, and it cost me an arm and a leg. And see, but it, I just realized you still own a PS2, probably. Like I had no other option. You know what I mean? Right, but yeah, and the PS2 looks like shit on a new TV. That's the other issue. I mean, I'm if you're sure if you're serious classic. Con- if you're a serious classic guy, you got to have an older TV, which right now is the time to get and, them. And people have asked that when I showed that video of yours, someone was like, "Why does he have two TVs?" And I didn't, I didn't realize the answer. I thought maybe because the new one couldn't even support the plugs. They'll support the plugs, but like light guns won't work. Um, wow. A, lo- a lot of like I was at a friend's house tonight, and he's he's from Japan, and I got him a Famicom for Christmas last year. Oh, and, that's you know, cool. Like, you know, he grew up with it. It was like, holy, you know, it was it was really cool for him and his friends. And, oh, that's amazing, man, yeah. But he just got a new flat screen TV and he plugged in the Famicom and a lot of the new TVs, there's like a delay because there, like there's video processing that goes on in the in the TV. Oh, I see so, what you mean, yeah. So well, like there's, so when you're playing Pac-Man, for instance, you hit up, you don't go up instantly. There's like a millisecond or two delay and that just totally fucks it up. You, so... See why? Like, I know I, <laughs> I get it, dude. There's a reason I respect you, man. You have. Do you collect anything else but but games? No, I kind of pick my major, like like Jack, <laughs> Jack said. I, and that's. I I, I I I mean, I was into music for a while. I was into like classic Apple computers for a while. I was into wrestling. I was into sports stuff. But I mean, I kind of I I picked my. I had a one bedroom apartment before I was married, and. It's like, well, if I'm going to pick, I'm going to go all out with one category, gaming will be it. So. Dude, what's funny is that literal phrase inspired this entire thing I'm doing with the expert thing. Uh, I was yeah. on an episode of Team Jack, and I mentioned Lord of the Rings, and someone was like, whoa, we didn't know we had a Tolkien expert here. You got to pick your major. And in my mind, I went, motherfucker, I ain't even taking that class officially. Yeah. And then I realized, like, I don't have a major. I I, I think that might be a part of my personality or, or just, like... I'm a collector of so many different things, dude. And there's, there's been so many points where, like recently, where I've been like, you know what? I should buy a fucking NES and just start building up my collection now. Like, why not? And then the only thing that stops me are emulators and ROMs. No, and that's, per- that's totally fine. And like, that's the only like, thing that's like stopping original- me from collecting classic gaming is like, and, and it's if free on more- the internet if I want to play the fuck, if I want to play the games. And I've been play I play games, old games all the time, dude, you know? And you had your virtual console on your Wii, which is, you know, like the legit way to do it. Which, which is huge. Which, and even, even, uh, even though the PlayStation isn't as great, it does have some, the PlayStation Store does have a cool releases on there. Like, I, yeah, Chrono Trigger, totally, uh, Secret of Mana, I think, or Chrono Trigger, I played recently through the PlayStation I, I'm, Network. I'm, I'm totally for that. I, I wish more. Co- the, the thing is with like Atari games, a lot of the companies that existed back then are like gone. Or the companies like Activision, none of those people work there. Atari's the gone. Yeah, not, well, yeah, I mean, not Atari. Like, not but, Atari, like, but, but um, Acclaim. There we go. Yeah, but like even the companies that existed back then, like Atari, Activision, those yeah, people gone, that work there yeah. have no fucking clue what went on back in the 80s. They just own the IPs. So you never get like a very – Activision did a decent collection on the PS2. But you never uh, get a great port. I see what you're saying. Because they, 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 they weren't the developers. They just own the fucking rights to the game. They own the rights to the game, but then you get, like, the the games that have, like, licensing issues. Like, um, trying to think of a good one. Like, uh, Intellivision, for instance. Like, the, the guy that, one of the guys that worked for Intellivision back in the day, he actually bought all the rights to all their old games and, and actually owns them and releases them and takes care of them. He's an excellent interview. You can get a hold of him. His name's Keith Robinson. He also does a uh, comic strip making it. Okay. Uh, uh, take that note down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, 
one of the best games on the television was Burger Time. Oh, but Burger Time's that, amazing, dude. I but, played Burger Time console, no, PC at my day camp. They had a PC room before, like, yeah. video games were, it was like, look, we're very modern. We have a fucking, we have a computer. We have a video game room. And it was like this. this weird emulator machine that had, like, it was literally an emulator. Like, I wonder if some dude who just, like, fucking went onto the internet in the early days and found a ROM site. Cause it, you could play any classic, uh, you know what I mean? Burger Time, all those old school, uh, stuff that I never played from the arcades you could play on there. Original Donkey Kong, Asteroids, Asterix, fucking, you know what I mean? Right. And I mean, that, oh, I'm lost my train of thought. But anyway, with, 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 with Burger Time, it was like probably the best Intellivision game, but because it was an arcade port, the guy, even even though he has all the rights to all the Intellivision games, can never release Burger Time on any modern. Oh, I platform. see what you mean. So, so sometimes so, the ROMs are your best bet. Or... That's the only way to preserve this stuff. It, it real like there's there's lost companies out there that they're they're in legal limbo. Nobody owns the rights to any of this stuff. I mean, that's the the only if nobody like preserve those ROMs on the internet, then there'd be I, no way. To I think the keep first it. the first time I discovered the concept of ROMs was in my quest for Mother Two. Yeah, like the uh, the Earthbound the, the sequel, hack version. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, Japanese the, hack fucking version, which like yeah, which which is another thing, like games that were never released here. Yeah, like, there's like, a ton of them. Go, going back to Final Fantasy, I mean, dude, Final great Fantasy. segue. Going back to the reason that you you emailed me in the first place, and someone actually, I sh- I linked your video online today, and someone shouted it out. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And, Final Fantasy in and, this, and co- you're my you're my first Twitter follower because <laughs> I really only had it just to to keep watch a few people. Let's so. talk. Let's talk Final Fantasy for a minute because that's definitely one of uh, my favorite video game franchises of all time. If not, I mean, what's your favorite? Flat out, what's your favorite video game of all time? We should do that real quick. <sighs> favorite video you game? If I had to just pick three hundred, you know, I'm sure if you just, played if, much more than the, that. Pick one. If I just had to pick one, I would pick Kaboom for the twenty six hundred. Wow, dude. All right, I don't even so, know what that is. You, you, I mean, are you familiar with 2600 at all, how it had joysticks and then there was also paddles? Yes, kind of. Because the paddles would play Pong. Like, they would they would just twist them and your, oh, okay. your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, paddle yeah. would go up and down. So it's like perfect analog control. Like, really super precise. There were other games for the paddles. Kaboom is this game where you're along the bottom and you've got three buckets. And there's a mad bomber at the top of the screen and he drops these bombs. And... It's very simple graphics, but it's because it was simple even for 2600 standards, it ran at 60 frames a second. So it's this gorgeously animated, very pretty. You're moving back, you're moving left and right, picking up these bombs as he's dropping. Like the first level, he's dropping like one a second. It's like super easy. Oh, this is <laughs> stupid, boring. And when most people think of old games, this is what they think of slow plotting, boring. But like after a few levels, like these take like 20 seconds a piece for each level. He's dropping like eight a second. Those games get, get insanely fucking fast. They are insanely fucking fast. I can't finish the second screen on Pac-Man. Right. But I mean, you're, <laughs> you get this zen and you're like going left and right and left and right and left and right. And it's like, play, like, it's incredible. And that, that's what that's that experience is like that. That's the epitome of the 2600 right there. I mean, it's like a punk rock system. You plug it in, you turn it on, you play. That's There's badass. no loading screens. There's no made by there's no music there's no title screen you just flip a switch and go it's one two three four dd ramon <laughs> i mean that's totally what it is so Good shit, I, man. that that's so that's, kaboom on the 2600 that, if, if i had to pick one game that would be it right on mine is a little my i like i pretty much played every fucking video game that came out i feel like or or a good i just i wasn't discerning at all it was just like oh video games give them to me the right. first time i had a profound experience with a video game 
there was a Korean kid in my school named Joseph Choi, and he got he had imports. He had, or maybe not even an import, but he had um, Secret of Mana for Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What the fuck is this weird bullshit? Why are there words on the screen?" And oh, like yeah. nothing made sense about it. And I and that stuck in my mind for a minute. Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year it was. It was Super Nintendo. It was towards the end because the graphics it's like ninety five, ninety six. Graphics are pretty great. So I was like ten years old, maybe maybe eleven. Mm-hmm. Changed my life. I I kind of had the uh, Square same. RPGs changed my life. Now, mind you, I b- at the same time I was a massive LucasArts PC fan. Right. Day of the Tentacle, Full Throttle. Sam and Max, like those were my fucking shit, and those right. have those have never really been replicated. So while our so while that was my first love, it was really SquareSoft RPGs that changed my life forever. Absolutely, it was kind of the I, I kind of had the same experience with Dragon Warrior on the NES. So you know this is and I played Dragon Warrior. It's a fucking awesome game. Oh yeah, I mean it. It's Final Fantasy, the first one. Um, you know that 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 was. Not many people got into that back in the day. RPGs no. were kind of seven. You know, seven. I mean, I'm embarrassed to say, but I think seven was the first I ever played. Like most nothing, people. Yeah, most. That, there's nothing embarrassing about that. They they really they kind of fooled people because if you watch the commercial, they showed nothing but FMVs, and people thought, "Wow, look at this PlayStation making these graphics." Whereas those are just JPEGs of computer I remember uh, that. high rendering machines, and the real graphics are just clunky. However, polygons. the real gra- but the the that, characters that, were bad, but the backgrounds were amazing. Exactly, and and that blew people away. And and th- then once they got past that, and you know the that was that was the kind of the the the, the first hit of crack that but, got yeah, them no, addicted. Dude, that, but that was the first time I saw the art form RPGs, especially Square RPGs, turn based word fighting was was. I was when I, the day I became kind of a hardcore gamer in a sense of of you, you, these games lasted fucking two hundred hours. They were they right. you you know they were the most in depth like, and they were the same price as the shitty games. Right. I mean, it's it. I, I've got a love hate with it all because they they're less game, which is a video game. If you're a purist, should be a test of skill. It's a game. You know, it's should be Pac-Man. It should be high scores. It should be completing tasks. And that's what I grew... That was what it was for the first part of my life, like most gamers, I think. And they, right. I, I totally agree with you. And then you get the RPGs, which, you know, they have storytelling, but let's face it, it's not good literature. No. It's, and, you know, you, you get this whole Roger Ebert debate about whether games are art, and you got the, some people saying, well, look at Final Fantasy. Don't give look- them Final Fantasy as an excuse. No, no, those no. Those things are fucking I, nonsense. And I However... Seven and nine, I do like the stories. Yeah, I like them. I'm not going to say that's like the greatest story I've ever heard. You know what? They, and it, they, and they keep me engaged enough that, and and they do get a little convoluted. But the 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 whole reason I wrote you is because the newer games, especially this marathon uh, of thirteen, I've been playing for this podcast. Are you still playing thirteen, dude? I I started playing it just for this podcast. So, and, okay, you know, when did thirteen come out? Is that the newest one? Yes, uh, oh uh, nine. Okay. Okay. So that's okay. So the sequel to that is on the way. By the sequel, way, I think it's going to be released in Japan today. Okay. Um, it, it is. It is. It's convoluted a, beyond belief. Oh, I fucking can't even talk about it. I can't even talk the story in that fucking game. And like, I'm a Final Fantasy fan. I I like Spirits Within, kind of maybe. Um. Yeah. I don't know what a fucking icy or a fucking pulse or whatever those fucking falsy fucking. I played. I, everyone was like, you gotta open it up. You gotta wait till it opens up. You gotta get the pulse. And then I got the pulse and I was like, great. I played 30 hours of a fucking game. I care nothing about 
just I'm, to do I'm, more shit I don't care about. I, I stopped I des- playing. I stopped playing. I desperately got, I desperately wanted to get the pulse to hear it too, but 32 hours in, I stayed up till 4 a.m. last night. I, I beat the, uh, what, what's the, 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 that, what's, what's the, what's the governor of, of Cocoon? I, I beat him after like several tries. Did you ever get the polls? No, I, I was in like that, Not worth that, it. that, I was in that train station right before, I think you get to pulse. And next, this is but, straight Final Fantasy talk, folks. So the thing that I, like Final Fantasy 7, 8, I, I don't love, but it's really based on the story and, and the, the, um, EXP system. I, I fucking hate 8's EXP. Nine is my favorite of the series, which like people are shocked when they when they hear that. Yeah, um, my, my my favorite is four, but that's probably well. Sorry, I I hate that guy. I'm two. two my cartridge two. my cartridge says two on it. The title screen says two on it. The box said two on it. But it's, it's four. fucking two. But it's four because three was in, two. In Japan, it was four. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. So like so when you say when you say it was originally four, no, it was totally. originally four. It was in Japan. It was four. Uh, but especially those early games too. All the early Final Fantasy games, there was never a f- five or a six, right? And in, in, in the Super Famicom in Japan had four, five, and six. It did have four, five, and six. Cause I, and in, in, in the United States, we had two and three. Two was four. Three was six. We never got five. And back to the, the emulation thing, I got an emulation because I wanted to play five because we never got it. And there was somebody had hacked the ROM and translated to English. Right and that, that's how I got an emulation in that's the late funny, 90s. Dude. But, um, but going never, back, never played through it, but that was my, okay. No, going yeah, back. Yeah. But going back to Final Fantasy, these games were renowned for, they lasted like 200 hours. They were, they were in sandbox games, but they were open worlds. They were, you walked into a town, and this is for someone who's never played a Final Fantasy game. You walk into a town and you're immediately overwhelmed as a gamer because there are 20 buildings in that town that you could enter and you know that there are fucking 10 identical screens linking that same town. It's, 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 it was overwhelming. The, there the, was a, a sense, the sense of exploration was, was big. And especially in the eight and 16 bit days when it was, you know, go left to right in Super Mario Brothers, that, that, that was a revelation. Like Dragon Warrior was the first one I played and you know, you, that game in particular, you could, you could, in that game, it was really the first nonlinear gameplay. The, the the plot was linear, but yeah, that you could if 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 you could, there was nothing physically preventing you from going anywhere in that world except for and taking the final as much island. time as there as you want exactly right. So but and you, that you, no yeah you, I'm sorry you, you you would get if you got too far away from the hometown and you didn't have experience you would get slaughtered you get fucking destroyed but there, was, there was no physical barrier which a lot of the later games. You'd be one section, and you couldn't physically go to the next section See, until you but, pass but the plot point. Eleven on, the- eleven on, because ten was, the, and that's and that's what I was getting at. So most of the Final Fantasy games are are fucking square RPGs. They're non-linear. They're linear stories, but you could take as much time or as little time as you want to get there. You can go. My big thing was like I would exp up for a fucking week and not do anything else, but yes. just exp up like five hours a day. Getting getting to thirteen, like it's so bad that there's like caps on your experience. Uh, like that's, so thirteen you, comes you out, this, folks. This, it's a straight. This, it's a straight line. Like there's you can't yes. deviate from it whatsoever. The battle system is the most fucked, stupid, like non. <sighs> it's it's very ADD. I I I I kind of like where they were going with it, but it, it felt like instead of chiseling out how you wanted to battle, like in the old days, you would you would select what each person chess. did. It was, it chess, was chess, dude. It was chess, and that's what I always loved about these games: the strategy and, and the amount of time, dude. I, battles, some battles used to take me fucking four hours. First time I fought Sephiroth, like holy shit, like you know yeah. what I mean? It was the most epic 
struggle of all time. The new one's like, okay, you're in the battle. Press that, press that, press that, press that. It's just fucking. St- they, they, they added an element of, of time to it, which that's fine. Like chess has clocks, but now the games, instead of chiseling out what exactly you want to do, now it's more like a, a potter's wheel. Now, now you're just kind of molding how you want your characters to fight instead of exactly it's talking garbage. about fight. And like you couple that with like the most convoluted sci-fi fucking pseudo storyline I've ever seen in a video game. Like thir- that, 13 my, was horrible. That, that's my biggest complaint is that these, these developers feel that they're like these great literature it's, it's 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 and th- that that takes focus over everything else. It's nonsense. It's nonsensical. No one knows what Final Fantasy 13 is it, about. It's fucking it, insane. It's convoluted as hell. I mean, yes, you're fighting evil, but who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? What does it all mean? However, all this Final Fantasy talk being said, and all these recent games have made me really nostalgic and maybe overrating the story of Seven. Like Advent Children, I love. Like Cloud, dude, fuck that. Like I know the story's not that amazing. But, He's but, got a big fucking sword. But Cloud, Tifa, Aerith, fucking Barrett, like, that's your crew, man. Like, you have the, a guy with a gun grafted to his arm. You have a guy with a big fucking sword. I mean, that's what video games are. You kicking ass. Like, you taking a, that have you seen Advent you kick- Children? I saw it once. I kind of didn't get it. There's a scene at the end where Cloud has to go attack Sephiroth at the top of a tower. And to get up there, like, basically every single playable character in Final Fantasy VII gives him a boost. <laughs> I cry yeah. every time I see it. Like, there's Red. There's fucking Kate Sith. There's fucking right. Yuffie or whatever her f- stupid name was. Right. Um, it, or, or the vampire freaking guy. Like, I, Vincent. Okay. Vincent. You know what I mean, dude? It right. like it makes you realize how, even though at the time you were like, I don't care about the story at all. Seven is fucking great, dude. And the story of Seven is actually great. I think. Right. So I think so. I think Eight was kind of their Phantom Menace of the series. Oh my I god. Mean, it's- Have you? Do you play Eight and Nine? I finished eight. I started nine, didn't finish so it. So your nine is my favorite, dude. Cause that one, Final Fantasy either, is either set in some weird future science world or mm-hmm. in this kind of steampunky-ish magical renaissance period. I like the art style. I love Vivi and all, but dude, I, Vivi, I, come I, on, Vivi, like right there, you get to be a black mage. Like the the, the characters the, the original, in that game. The original black mage is probably one of my favorite characters ever, even though it's a rip off of Orko from He Man. No, totally. Oh my god, what a rip off! <laughs> but but just but, but nine is it's funny. Like this, I love the story of it. Um, it, it it the the exp system was great. I thought. Um, I love nine, dude. Uh, that being said, I don't think I'll be playing another fucking Square game for a long time until someone someone tells well, me that they rebooted it. The other thing is, like the the the, the director or producer of Thirteen, after it kind of got bad reviews in America because of how linear it was and all this kind of bullshit, he starts going off in this arrogant rant about how how we don't get it. American like Western gamers, uh, you know, and blah blah blah. It's like you know what? It, people bought seven. People bought six. Bullshit. You know. You cater to your fucking audience. This isn't your experimental game. You you got lots. I mean, this that Final Fantasy is your flagship title at that company. No, dude, Seven's like the most one of the most beloved American video games of all. Like, absolutely. Like, you couldn't. It was common as hell. Everybody yeah. had a copy. Yet, used copies went for fifty, sixty, a hundred bucks. Oh, dude, to this day, up until t- uh, to this. I mean, two years ago, someone, uh, a friend of, uh, either a friend or a listener. So I have a, uh, I have a Final Fantasy Seven case with the book and all that shit. On eBay, it would have cost you like two hundred dollars. Sealed, probably. Sealed. Yeah. yeah, that's how popular that fucking game is, and and you can download it online. And that's the other great thing I was going to say about yeah, the downloading: I, the fact I that don't... I have Mario RPG in my bedroom whenever I want on the Wii. Yep. 
that makes me yep. happy. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. I, I mean, like, I don't know what I don't have download numbers in front of you, but I'm sure Final Fantasy VII's got to be one of the best selling oh, PSN think, games. It's like, got to be. You you definitely think so? So yeah, I mean, there were. Uh, I usually, like, I'm fucking horrible with hyperbole, but I like most video games, I feel like. Most of the games that I play, I, I tend to have a good time with. However, there's been a few giant, because I never really take a chance, you know what I mean? I, I kind of mm-hmm. know, I research the game before I buy it. Right. In the last few years, Final Fantasy thirteen. I don't know if you played Epic Mickey, but oh my fucking god, what a no, horrible game. I, I I get the impression that that's more... Beautiful storylines and all not shit. Not even, over. not even, like, dude. Just uh, other M for other M, the Metroid game on on the Wii. That's the same fucking thing. It's like they, they make they make this badass Samus Aran character who was a woman, which is a cool twist point. But it was it was kind of just like here's a reward for being the game. It She's was a girl. Arbi- and it was and and, and you then had they turned her into gamer this, to know art, it. this 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 wuss maternal instincts storyline. She's like whimpers she's like away. Ri- she's like Ripley now. I never see. I haven't played a Metroid game since Prime. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's like, come on! It's not. Nobody cares about the story. People want to be a, a cyborg and shoot shit. Dude, Star Fox was like the biggest. You were like, look, come on, Toad Jam and Earl. Like, let's stop getting serious uh, with ourselves. Battle yeah. Toads. Like, we used to play the most ridiculous fucking games of all. Earthworm Jim was a g- gigantic franchise. It had a cartoon. Right. You know what I it's, mean? Right. I mean, stop taking the shit so seriously, people. I mean, it's they are video games, but like even I, mean, I don't know. See, you don't that, play a lot. And then that being that being said, though, you don't you don't play a lot of new games, right? Because I do think there's something happening right now in video games that is kind of revolutionary and they're, amazing. They're, I think they're starting to think their shit doesn't stink. Like, well, they, I'll tell, like, I'll I, give you a couple prime suggestions, dude. Like the Rockstar games, almost all of them I found fucking astounding. I, I enjoyed uh, the Grand Theft Auto games, like like especially Vice City, because that one didn't take itself too seriously. Totally, I think I think they're starting to get that way with four, like really more serious storylines and stuff. But I'll give you, I however, I'll give you the game that ran. takes itself more seriously than any game of all time, and it's my, it's in my top ten ever. Heavy Rain. Yeah, I guess that's kind of Shenmue esque. I guess. Oh my god! Yeah, oh dude, yeah, it's way Shenmue esque. But that's literally it's a game about like you're a bad father and your son dies, so now you're dealing with like. It doesn't get less fun than that. However, one of the best experiences I've ever had playing video game. Right. I I, I, I might pick that up if I see it. Um, I mean, it's not. Skyrim is fucking incredible. Uh, Sky- I, wanted, I wanted to bring that up because that's. I was where... going to say Bethesda. Bethesda has become recently what Square was to me earlier in my life. The Fallout games, Skyrim, those are the next generation of RPGs, I think. I tried Morrowind and that, that, that was like, that was like jumping in like yeah, 80 yeah. foot pool. And that was like, I, it, it, it was a cool concept, but I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't commit. I and mean, then, Oblivion, the engine wasn't even that great yet. So yeah, you're the, doing Obliv- yourself Oblivion a came out at the beginning of the, the generation. I never picked it up because like, it's like I said, I only have like a couple dozen 360 games. And, uh, my brother-in-law, he, he has a uh, Skyrim and he's been playing it nonstop and he's even older than I am. Like, and, dude, uh, if you if you showed it would be impossible, and it sounds silly to say, but like if you travel back to like nineteen eighty fucking eight, when we were all playing like weird ports of like the Gremlins two game for Nintendo, and like, right. and someone was like, "Yo, there's gonna be a game one day where you can walk for an hour and a half in one direction and see new shit," and like yeah. there are fucking eighty thousand NPCs in it, and the game can last you. 20 hours or it can last you 500 hours and I like think that's 
And we just, are, we wouldn't believe it. We wouldn't. Uh, you know to, what I mean? To steal the, your boss's phrase, who stole it from Wayne Gretzky, it's where the puck is going. I mean that that's where that's where good games are going to come from from now on. It's this. It's it's not storylines. It's, it's immersion. It's, it's immersion. It's open. It's people want to be. It's immersion. Wanna, it's they want. We want to escape our shitty fucking lives and our shitty economy. We want to live another right. life. We want to live love another life of our own and of our own dictation. We don't want to live the dictation of a game designer totally. who thinks he's Shakespeare. And I'm sure. And I've never said this, but or spoken to someone about this, but I'm sure other gamers have had a similar experience. But I remember being sixth grade and basically describing the movie Gamer, wishing it was real. I don't think I've seen that. What's what's that one? The concept of gamer is that like you plug into like a World of Warcraft thing, but you actually take control of a real human being on the other end who's volunteering. Oh, okay. To be in the game, okay. I remember being like, "Are we ever gonna get to like live an alternate life? Like get to wake up as another person and go take a shower and eat breakfast?" Dude, we're there already. It's it's. I mean, I want Second Life with swords, basically. We're there that, already, and ha- Heavy Rain is, is is that with just depression. Like Heavy Rain, literally, you have to make a fucking frozen dinner at one point. <laughs> well, that, that's for your kinda... kid, and if like you do it too, be- like if you fuck up the controls, it's only, like it's half cold in the middle, and he gets sad halfway through. Like <laughs> heavy rain, you have to take a shower and like shave, and then like you have to you have to do the shaving motions. You have to press up for him to shave up and down for him to shave down, and you're like, yeah, this is this is that's the most escapism you will ever fucking get. It's the minutia shit, and people what? say, why do you want to shower in a video game? It's not that, like, that's my number. It's not like I'm playing showered fucking Papa for DS or whatever, which I'm sure exists. <laughs> We're just like, you have to, like, scratch the soap all over his body and uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, just be careful not to hit that one area. Exactly, exactly. And he goes like, ooh, because it's DS. His face gets all red and, like, he fucking, you know what I mean? They can't do. Right. And you have to incorporate the microphone because it's all about the gimmick. Even, like, Trauma Center, which I got for DS, which is, like, you're literally a doctor. And he's like, hey, this guy's about to die unless you fix him in ten seconds. It's so kiddy and cartoony. And, like, he gives a fucking, like, thumbs up when he saves a patient. Right. I, I, Nintendo you know, don't know how to do adult, man. I don't know if I don't know if that's ever done them a disservice. Cause look, well, they, they, they didn't have to do adult. That's, that's kind of all the way back to the beginning. Everybody played Super Mario Brothers. I mean, that, that was, everybody played the NES. Yeah. But it's not I mean, happening anymore. Look, the last, because they either, a Zelda game, a Zelda game came adult. out this month and I haven't spoken to a single human being who's played it. I, I talked to people online and a lot of people were into it, but that's not a good representative sample. It's, it's a weird, like, I, I, I I'm at a point now where, yeah, I don't give a fuck about Zelda. That's crazy. And, like, <laughs> well, here's, here's the thing with Zelda. The old school games were more like, the original Zelda was kind of an arcade game with some puzzles built in. And like, like you, and like, you walk, you, you 3% and shot of an RPG them. when they let you walk into a town for a minute and like, right. there were three people and two houses to enter. And then, then the overworld started to go away and then like the puzzles started to take over more and the enemies were easier. Enemies were just kind of there as token enemies. And it turned into Mario 64. It's nothing but puzzles. And I hate, and I'm not, I hate a strong word, but I'm not a Mario 64 fan either. I, I never, the tactile, I mean, the, the challenge of going left to right and finding a flagpole at the end and going over obstacles got replaced with fetch quests. Yeah. And, and like, though, come on. Like you see, you're a lot older. When that fucking, when Mario 64 came out, oh my God, that was the biggest thing of all time. Like, who got all the stars first in your school? You know what I mean? Yeah, I was a little. I was in college at that point, and I was kind of out of gaming. See, GameCube is the one where I, the GameCube is the first system where I was like, I'm too old for that. Right. I, I, 
Dreamcast is what brought me back. Let's just say that. I, I had a PlayStation and Final Fantasy VII and like two other games like Intelligent Cube and Madden maybe. And I kind of was done. I had my Genesis collection. I didn't really play with it. I had some NES games. Um, I, I, moved, I, I got a Dreamcast and in this house I lived in when I was going to school, there was an Atari 2600 joystick like in a box in a closet. And I discovered this website called eBay. And that's kind of where my game collecting started. Wait, what's the, what's the website called? eBay. eBay. All right, I'll look it up. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I'll look it up with that webcomic. Yeah. Yeah. E- e- E-B-A-Y. All right, cool. And, and Yahoo Auctions. I, I, I actually went there, too, that, when they had an auction site. Um, well, and then you – and that's funny because now it's kind of become – you hear about uh, those classic – like the games itself are like ten grand. Like, dude, and I hate to be so gauche. Oh, God, not. the expression. How much is your fucking collection worth? I have no clue, but let's. Here's the thing with have old you games. ever guesstimated it? <sighs> Are we talking it's, like hundreds of thousands of dollars? No, no, no. Okay, no. See, I, it's so it's so hard to gauge with that shit, dude. Because like, I, I have I have no idea. I mean, if if I had to insure it, I'd probably insure it for like thirty thousand, maybe. Right but I, I'm sure if and if I sold every piece individually, which maybe the, I don't see how that would be possible, but maybe I could get that much for it, but. Would you I, ever I sell? I've considered it a couple times when I got married and we had to buy a house. We had a kid and stuff, but my wife has been more than supportive and said no. Is your kid a gamer? Uh, kind of. Yeah, she. Uh, she. She. I have a Sega Pico that I collected. It's like this this child's remember, console in the nineties. Yeah. I, I, I didn't these, have one, but I remember it. It's got these storybook cartridges. Um. She knows how to put the cartridge in herself. She even blows in the cartridge. Oh, she's only two. She, okay, so yeah, yeah. But she blows in the cartridge and puts it in and plays around with Mickey Mouse or or whatever else. And uh, it's it's pretty. You know, it. Are you going to raise her on a, on a diet of retro gaming? I, I'm not going to force on her, but if she wants to play with my stuff, I'm I mean, not tell what her. kid is not like? Who can live in that house and not occasionally be like? All right, what the fuck is Marble Madness? Like, let me find, <laughs> let me find out. Because it's like a weird archaeology thing to kids nowadays. You look at these titles and none of them make sense. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean the, the contra, shit then, like the, the things like that were so like out of this world creative because they kind of had to be. To, I mean, you couldn't have realistic Call of Duty. Oh, dude, so. I'm trying to remember the first time my mind was blown from a video game. Do you remember from something that they did with within the game engine or the mechanic? Demon Attack on the Intellivision. Demon now, Attack. All right. So what was cool it's, it's about really that? It's really stupid. One. I mean, because th- you know, like Space Invaders, right? You yeah, go left yeah. and right and shoot ships. Demon Attack's kind of the same deal. You're on the surface of the moon. You shoot a bunch of demons that come down at the sky. But after you pass some waves, your ship takes off and goes up, and there's this big demon base that you have to destroy. So like, there's this whole extra, like this whole goal. Like, so the going up thing was, you, was you, made, you made revolutionary. Yeah, there's like, oh my god, there's like a guy flying that ship and he's like destroying the Death Star, basically. See, I can't even remember. Like, I remember being blown away by Vector Man. Graphically? I mean, I, I played Vector Man, but I, I kind of got that after I started collecting, so I never really played it, played it. I know? mean, it had to have been a Genesis game that that, that really did late, it for It was, me for the it was a late time. Genesis game, because like in 95, when that came out, they had kind of pulled most of their support from the Genesis to the Saturn and Vector Man is like one of the few good games. I mean, Sonic, dude. I mean, the first time you played Sonic, I, I know my mind was probably fucking blown by just how fast the game was. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Sonic 2, that was that was my shit. Yeah, I mean, uh, dude, uh, 
I mean, Mortal Kombat, that was a big thing for me. Like That's, that's what, because I had a Super NES when it came out, but my cousin had a Genesis, and I saw Sonic, and I had to get a Genesis, so I had both of them. Right on. And, you know, like, and I was in high school, so most people were more Genesis leaning because it was the more see what's funny system. is i was younger and mine was the opposite i had right. like 50 super nintendo games versus like t- 10 genesis games or something you know right there was the genesis was the more mature quote-unquote console yeah, so it really was older though. kids had yeah. it and, you know they had the better sports games and i was older and it was into sports at the time um but but i, I was like one of the few people that bought a 32x <laughs> Yeah, you were. <laughs> Bought one brand new. <laughs> I remember them trying to sell them to me. Like fun. Uh, Do you remember Funko Land? Oh yeah, or like uh, Comp USA. Yep, yep. I used to get my games. There, there, there were so many. There was a game called. There was a store. I don't know if it was a national chain. It was called like Egghead or something. Egghead Software. I think yeah. they were kind of like like software, etc. As like that well, same chain. Another question we should get into. Were you ever a PC gamer? No, I didn't get my first computer until 97, and my first time I was on the internet was in 94. Okay. so After, I, like, by, by my freshman year of college, I got on the internet, so I, I didn't grow up with computers at all, not even Commodore. I was a huge PC gamer, and it's such a different... It's oh, it's such a different... The games I played on the PC are so drastically different to anything I would ever play in a console. Are you nostalgic for any old stuff? Do you still have the old games? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm, I'm crazy. Nost- I don't have any because I don't have a fucking... Computer that can support a floppy disk. Well, a lot of them you get for free now. I mean, that's well, I play them online. Yeah, all the time. Like police, like, Quest, all the old um, Sierra games, like Police Quest and King's Quest, and like yeah. um, all those yep. old kind of word based. Uh, ever tried Zork or like any of those uh, Infocom games? No. What's it called? No. Zork. Zork. I'll check that out, dude. I was like Starcraft was my fucking shit. I'm yeah. that generation. Like um, Counter Strike. Mm-hmm. I try. I mean, I got into PC gaming slightly, and when I was I. Uh, one of my jobs after school was uh, I, I worked for CompuServe. <laughs> I worked okay. for their phone center. So like everybody's into Ultima Online at that point. Yeah, I'd never fucked with like, that. And that that was that was that was a shit then. And and then I kind of when you work at a call center, <laughs> which for for PC support and shit, I I kind of I got into I got a Macintosh and kind of when you no, have I a Macintosh, you. gaming is shit. So well, dude, I, I have I have only Macs now, and I I own like. Maybe six games that I bought at the Mac store, and I feel so depressed every time because it's like, fuck, I should really have a PC for games. Because I would, dude, I mean, everything from first-person shooters, like every first-person shooter. Right. Uh, I mean, going back to, like, Wolfenstein and Doom. Right. And then all the way through to, like, uh, Deus Ex and Max Payne and Soldier of Fortune and Quake and, Un- oh, my God, dude. Do you know a game called Unreal Tournament? I played so much fucking Unreal Tournament. Are you are you really good? Because I mean, I I never I, I played through Doom on my 32x, which is why I bought it. Because Doom was the shit. I mean, everybody tried to get Doom. There was even a Super NES port of Doom, which is terrible. I remember the 32x port was crap, but at the time, that's what I could afford, so I bought it. Um, and you know, PCs back then were like you know thousand bucks even for just a halfway decent one. It no, wasn't totally. like it is today. So I, that's why I didn't. Ever... I had the luxury of living with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was in school. It's like I. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Um, but yo, I was a big. It's funny because I'm not really a first person shooter guy now. Like I enjoy Call of Duty occasionally, but like I didn't buy the last one. I'll probably never buy another one again because I have I, a perfectly fine one. Like I have four of them. I don't need another it, one. But, the thing uh, is. I'm so warped from playing 2D games growing up that I never got 3D. Like, See, like and the actual first person. You're definitely. View, like, I'm I'm caught between both worlds. You know what I mean? Right. I couldn't. I like Oblivion and and those like Skyrim. Like to talk about one of the reasons I never really 
got into it seriously is I just I couldn't compute my head where I was like well, in a 2D you, game. You turned, it's overhead you, or left you or right. You turned down at one point, right? Right. When I grew up, you stopped playing games for a while. I did, and I, I stopped playing games at that point when those types of games got popular. Because even Doom, that's more 2D. You don't really go up or down. No, Doom is straight 2D. Dude, but, I, there's never been a lull in gaming in my entire 27 years, you know what I mean? Right, so, right. so, And I was... And I, I, I should shout out the other podcast. It's called Indoor Kids. It's the Kumail Nanjani. It's a video game podcast. And it really gets me thinking about a lot of shit. Like, because he talks about he doesn't know what StarCraft is because he missed real-time strategy game so he has no way he has is, no entree into that world is is he the guy from like pakistan yeah he's a comedian he's hilarious i think i heard him i think i heard him on uh um scar brothers okay yeah. yeah yeah really funny guy but he talks about he, like they were talking about starcraft and the fact that he had no way of rationalizing it in his mind he couldn't even understand how the mechanics worked because he missed real time overhead real-time strategy right exactly. I, yeah. I never missed a a, a a thing you know what i mean Right, I from eight bit to now, and that's why Skyrim, to, like Skyrim, just feels like a video game to me. Whereas to you, it's this weird transition because I kind of I gradually transition with the industry over my whole right. life. You know, it's, conceptually, that's where it's going. I mean, that that's Skyrim seems like the ultimate immersion, and in I think I think hands down, Skyrim's probably right? the be- it's probably the most impressive, if not best, video game ever made. Right, I, and I it's mean, buggy as hell. The graphics probably aren't top notch, right? Graphics are incredible. It's it's laggy as hell, but the gra- oh my god, the graphics are. I mean, astounding. are they the best you've seen on anything? Are no, it- no, but for the size of this world, the graphics are. Astounding. That's what I'm saying, right? It's it's. They, they, I mean, they have good graphics. I also, not... you know, it's weird. Like that used to be a that used to be the litmus test of a video game. It used to be like, how good are the graphics? How good are the graphics? Let, I, I, I'll say five years ago, graphics just kind of became graphics. There's not, I don't think my mother could tell the difference between a PS2 game or a PS3 game. Yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think most people could. And though I can, I mean, that's people, a dread. If people that play a mile attendant can discern the difference, but. But rarely am I playing a video game where I'm like, wow, the graphics are amazing, you know? Right, right. I mean, that's, and, I'm, and I kind of appreciate going back to old stuff. I appreciate the, 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 the blocky style and. 8-bit art is like a really huge niche. Oh, I love 8-bit art. And don't get me wrong, I still love 8-bit gaming. It's just, I I, I like both, and I I, I play modern games, you know, I'm a modern gamer, I play play, most of the big releases, like your Arkham Cities, your your Uncharted, like, dude, these are works of art. Like, and I know, and I know it's so different to everything that you're used to, but if you could, like, try to put the training hat on for a second, I really think you might dig to see where, how far the medium has come because oh yeah I, it's I, insane how far we've come bro i i, I appreciate it i'm not i'm not like you fuck modern games to like people that play them totally. i'm not gonna and, i'm not gonna shut somebody for what they like and i'm not jaded modern gamer and i almost want to it's almost on the tip of my tongue but i know it's not true but i want i almost want to say that like man there really just wasn't much complexity or death to all those games but it's not true it's not true at all we were working with what they had at the time oh god I mean, you saw King of Kong, right? Yeah. Did you? I mean, can you see how fucking insane that is to figure out manipulating barrels by totally? Going up it's and just down? a different kind of. It's, it's, it's a it's, different I mean, kind of gaming. It's it, absolutely. I mean, it it, it it's it's t- just a different focus. And there was no I, such I, thing as a tutorial back in the day. Nowadays, games are bought to be beaten. Everyone beats every game they buy for the most part, unless right. it's a sports game or a puzzle game that's never ending, dude. I didn't beat fucking ten percent of those Nintendo games. They were hard. God no. God and no, you had no. no you had no you had no fucking like until Game Genie popped up, you had no option of anything. Uh, Game Genie. 
Game Genie changed it all, dude. That was another that was another watershed moment. Absolutely. Like the war, the warp in Mario Brothers. I think the guy here's what's great about that. I think the guy at the store when he sold us the console, he was like, by the way, if you jump over the fucking bricks in level two, like you <laughs> like yep. I knew about the warp right away, man. There was no and the flute in Mario three, like I because you got pre internet, how do we find out about that shit? Just other games. Other gamers, right? Oh, I was EGM. Well, I mean, and, and, I was Nintendo Power school, and EGM, but never Game Pro or Game Informer. I, I Nintendo Power in middle school, like uh, that when when Nintendo was at its peak, every, like everybody bring their copy in when they got it, and you poured over. I, I even made a freaking index of like where tips were for each game. Dude, do you remember how excited you used to get over screenshots of new games? Oh, Mega Man Two. The oh first my god, seen, right? Because Mega Man Two, that that shit was like looked like a real cartoon. Yeah, on, on or dude, and you saw that one screenshot of the dragon from the Wily stage. The movie, the wizard, that, the movie, the wizard with Mario three. Oh yeah, is it I didn't two see or that. three? It's three, three, I think. It's three. three when they're like, "By the way, don't touch that mushroom because it'll kill you." You heard the theater go like, "Oh my god!" And then it was so factually inaccurate. Like the girl was screaming, "Get the star!" And the I star know, just I gave know. you like an extra man. However, though, like when you saw that first poison mushroom, I just remember America Collective being like, "What?" <laughs> I don't think there was a poison mushroom in three. I think that was in like um, the Mario two in Japan, which was like a remix of the original Mario Brothers. Because I, de- I vividly remember Wizard. They're like, "Don't eat the poison mushroom." I I don't. I never saw that in the theater. I saw it later, and I I kind of oh, I remember the Power the Glove dude. Remember the Power Glove dude? Who? What did you yeah, say? Oh, um, yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. It's so I love my Power Glove. It's so and, bad. And, it really was bad. I never fucking. <laughs> it was terrible. I think I'm trying to remember what Power Glove games I had. That even like remotely kind of worked well. None really, I'll say. No, no, none of them worked. None of them. The dance pad never fucking whatever that thing was. I had it for Genesis too. Oh, the uh, I had the Nintendo pad which had like a Nintendo controller on it. You had an A and you had a B and you had a Right, the power pad. And you had a D pad. I had the power pad. But I also had the Genesis thing that was like a weird yoga mat ring. Activator? Yes, I think so. Because you would put your arm over these infrared beams. Yes, totally. And, and that would be the fighting game. I yeah. cannot imagine fucking doing that. I want to get one, but they're expensive. Well, dude, like, have you ever, you have a Virtual Boy, right? Oh, yeah. I have the whole collection. When was the last time you plugged that thing in? Uh, I have a game tournament I held in my basement. Uh, last summer I had one, and I had a Virtual Boy game in it. You know how so they I'll... say, like, like you know those laser Nobody pointers? Nobody liked it. You know the laser pointers when they're like, yo, don't put that shit in your eyes. <laughs> Virtual Boy is a constant laser pointer. No, everybody hated the Virtual Boy, but everybody loved the Vectrex. Yeah, I don't know the Vectrex. The, you know how, like, you ever see the arcade asteroids? Yeah. Like, it's vector graphics. They were lines instead of... Okay, yeah, style. yeah, yeah. If you look at a, one of those games in real life, because you can't replicate it watching a YouTube video, it's these super bright, super well, smooth animated lines. And before they had 3D graphics, like, wireframes with vector graphics were, like, the cutting edge of... Of, of, of smooth looking games. So that's why Asteroids was in it and they had some Keller Vector games later. Well, this company released this vector game console because you couldn't do vector graphics on your regular TV. So it's like this all in one unit with his own television. With a monitor? That's awesome. With a monitor built in. It's in my video, like the very beginning. And it's, it's, it's the fucking bomb. It's like if you're ever gonna, that's, it's so fucking awesome. What it, system? It, it, <laughs> no, that sounds amazing, dude. What system would you say you play the most out of all your systems? <sighs> gets it do you play uh, video games every day no because I, I i 
how the arrangement is. I work in the morning and then I come home at evening and I watch the kid. I'm a part-time stay-at-home dad basically. So I get a couple hours at night and it's either watch TV or play a couple hours of games. And when do you, so like, when do you I, usually I get your like gaming a, in? One, one game at a time instead of one system at a time. Like okay. recently, recently I've been playing Pac-Man Championship Edition on the PS3 and uh-huh. I've been getting S scores on all of the scores. So that's right, been, cool. t- that's been taking me the last <laughs> month. So, I mean, it's, and it's, it's only like an hour a day. So it's not like I'm putting that much time into it, but. It, that's what ends up my free time. No, dude, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. I don't, like, then, when, when I was a kid, I remember, when I was a kid, I'm talking, like, when you're supposed to play video games, mm-hmm. I remember, like, once I played Super Mario RPG for five hours and my ass and legs fell asleep. Yes, yeah. And when that's, I got up, I collapsed to the floor. The, the last system I, like, obsessed over was the Dreamcast. It got me back into gaming, and, like, I bought it, like, a couple months after it came out, because I got a good deal on, like, an import system. That had like a mod to play all the American games too. And I fucking played the shit out of the game. I played the shit out of Fantasy Star Online. I played the shit out of Crazy Taxi. Oh, I played Soul oh, I played some Soul Calibur. Soul Calibur. I played me oh. some Crazy Taxi. I, I Dream- love- oh, Dreamcast was fucking awesome. That, dude. that was my last obsessive system. I bought all the stuff after that, but I never really got into any. You know, I'd, I'd play Final Fantasy X on the PS2. I'd play Katamari Damacy on the PS2. I'd play Monkey Ball on the Wii. I'd play uh, Panzer Dragoon's uh, Orda on the Xbox. But like nothing, no system ever like held my attention like the Dreamcast did, and and that's kind of like my second peak in gaming. And right on, I, man. I still love it to this day. <laughs> What's funny is I was gonna say like even back in the day though, those like six hour marathon gaming sessions when you're like oh. your entire body fell asleep. Yeah, dude, I play like fourteen hours of Skyrim straight now, and I don't feel anything. Like video gaming is changed. Maybe it's because it's so passive, or because the graphics <laughs> are so less obtrusive. But like, <laughs> you build a resistance. I play like the average game to be a hardcore gamer now. You need to play like eight hours a day. Yeah, you can't. I can't do it. Which is so. insane. I play like maybe two hours a day of video games, which is still a lot. Yeah, oh, it's a ton. I mean, you can't. I I don't see. How, I mean, I know how kids do it. I mean, you just realize when you're an adult. Well, you multitask. Like even me, I'm a douche. I'm kind of an adult, but it's just about multitasking. Like if I'm if I'm playing Skyrim, I also have a movie on my laptop and work going on an iPad or something like. You know what I mean? Yeah. I yeah, rarely, I, if ever, play only a video game anymore. Yeah, you know, and and I'm I've got a podcast now. I mean, I don't want to plug it just yet, but. I, I'm trying to do this kind of stuff, and I you share know my how to, You know how to get your tech shit sorted, then, man. I got to deal with the tech guy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> tell him to write you like a te- helpful list of pointers. Uh, plug in your headphones, dumbass. Yeah, that might be a good one. <laughs> Let's just say, folks, you almost heard this show with two of me, which I would have loved, but you guys maybe not. Matt Cohen, Cohen in stereo. Oh, no, oh. yeah, yeah. Um, but where were I mean, and and you know, I'm so into the hobby now, and collect. I, the the other thing about collecting is it almost becomes. I'm a historian. I mean, not, not, not. You a, absolutely are, dude. You absolutely that, are. That's almost as interesting to me now as the games themselves. And, that, and I, that's what's most impressive about your video. It feels like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this guy's showing off his video games. It's a museum. It's, it's insane. That's what's yeah. so fucking cool about seeing I, it. It's not like the fact having, that you have 500 Genesis, Genesis games. It's the fact that you have 500 fucking Genesis games still. <laughs> I like having Pac-Man for like 12 different systems and like comparing and contrasting the different system strengths, you know? No, yeah. Now, it, we should talk a little bit about competitive gaming. Yeah. Because that kind of popped off when Nintendo broke huge in like 90, let's say. That was the episode, like the Mario 3 was the peak of the NES. The and, peak and, of the and, NES. 
and there started to be like competitive video gaming. Like Nintendo did their own tournament around the they, country. The Nintendo World Championships, which is like did you the compete Holy in Grail. it? Yes, I. There was a stop in Cincinnati where I grew up, and I, I went there. I was a freshman in high school, and it was a dem- And this is the thing that became the Holy Grail, and the ninety players of the tournament got the copies of the game. So this is yes. What mm-hmm. was it? Red Racer, Mario Brothers 1, and, and Tetris. And Tetris, where you're three and, games. And basically, you have to race through Mario to get 50 coins. You have to race through a track in Red Racer. And then all the points you earn are basically in Tetris. So it's, it's, it's essentially a Tetris competition. Okay. Did and there's you... a documentary coming out soon uh, by the guy that won the, the Ooh, good tournament. good shit. Uh, it's with a Tetris documentary. It's called Ecstasy of Order. Uh, it's not a terrible it's like title. The, Ecstasy of Order. Cause okay, better, better title. Sorry. No, ecstasy, no worry. I was like, whatever ecstasy means, that shouldn't be e- in a e- movie. Ex- ecstasy, yeah. Right Triple on. X. But, uh, uh, it's, it's making the, uh, the indie film circuit shows, uh, Sundance type shit right now. So hopefully it's going to be on streaming or DVD at some point. But I met the guy that directed it and the two of the, the guy who won the NWC, Thor Ackerland. I met him. Um, right, Thor. I'll never it's forget. Thor. Well, and, his and picture the, was in GamePro. I'll never forget yeah. it. Yeah, he he or EGM or something like or yeah, Nintendo Power he got, probably he got sponsorship deals after he won, and like he had to support his family on that shit. Here's this kid, <laughs> not even in high school, supporting his family on fucking video. Well, games. how well did you do in the tournament? Um, at the time, I got like two hundred some thousand, which is a decent score, but. The guys that won the thing were breaking a million. Okay, so yeah, now like yeah. the world records like four, like four million. Now there was I was too young for that tournament. However, I participated in the next big video game tournament, which was I don't know if you remember, Blockbuster held a video yeah. game tournament. With, yes, they, you, they, you I could never, play was, NBA Jam. They had one for Genesis and one for Super NES. Uh, yeah, you could play either NBA Jam for Super NES, Sonic Two, I think. I don't have that. I wish I had that card. I went in with Super. I went in. I went in for uh, NBA Jam. That was my move on Super NES. I was like, "Oh, I got this." I so lost my. You, I got blown out in my first fucking game against. Like, so you some, played against somebody? Yeah, you had to play against okay. like a fifteen-year-old in the store. Like they would, you signed up and they put your name on a list and you went down to the store early with your parents and there was like pizza and shit. It was a whole big thing. And right. then like they were like, "All right, now right. Matt Cohen versus blah 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 blah." Arbitrarily, the kid fucking yeah. destroyed me. Yeah, it's I I get I left I mean, that blockbuster I, within like ten minutes of getting there. It was depressing, <laughs> dude. Like we were like, oh, we're going to the video game tournament. All right, now we're going right back home. Yeah, it's kind of like like there's a niche of um fighting games. Oh my like, god, like, I just watched a tournament about uh Street Fighter Four. Yeah, I mean that, I didn't know that about that at all. Insane. Well, the biggest, the biggest, I'd say arguably the biggest celebrity gaming thing is is like the StarCraft Korean kids. Oh yeah, who do yeah. it in stadiums and shit? Yeah, I that that's, that's like. Have insane. you seen a clip? There's like thirty thousand people watching these two kids play fucking StarCraft. Still, one, ten, ten, fifteen years after. Oh my god, like eighteen years. Yeah, StarCraft yeah. two. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna get yeah slaughtered for that. StarCraft two. Uh, which dude? Like, I don't. You weren't into PC gaming. What a fucking leap ahead! Like that was the first online game. Where, like you rushed home from school to fucking play the kids you just got off the bus with. Mm-hmm. And from that, it went to something called Counter Strike, right? Cry and Conquer, which was a no, no, no. Okay, it's, uh, not no. It was a, it was a Tom Clancy game, Rainbow Six Counter Strike. Counter Strike uh, was the name of the mode you played online, though. Okay, I'm thinking maybe I'm getting my my that's I'm not a PC guy, so. And I don't the other big one was Unreal Tournament had a mode called Team Fortress. 
Yeah. Which was fucking amazing. Right. And yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you get these, I mean, that seems to be, there's like big PC scene. There's a big, there's not a big, but a small hardcore fighting game scene. I can know a guy that runs an arcade and he, he, it, almost, they have, like, special, got a few they have special Street Fighter joysticks and shit. They're oh, oh, giant. They're, they're like the size of fucking cord. Casios. They build their own joysticks and bring them around like their their own. I mean, it's it's like greasers in the fifties almost with like how they treated the cars. I mean, it's it's insane. And then you got like pinballs making or I think we talked about this earlier, but a little like, bit, pinballs yeah. are like a renaissance. Like pe- there's in Pittsburgh, there's this this tournament every year that I want to go to just to see it. Like now, these people. You- Insane. Do you ever play competitive gaming anymore? Not, not because the stuff I like isn't. I like. I had to turn my basement. It was just you know, it was my friends. And it was mostly, it was mostly for people to come. Like, oh, cool! I can play Mario Brothers again or something. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. The- so, and you know, like we had Nintendo World Championships as one of the games, and I, I, I got almost a million points, and like the second place guy had like three hundred thousand. Like you never check like the Twin Galaxies and shit, and you're like, hmm, <laughs> I should really take down fucking. Well, you know, <laughs> whatever random fucking game, you know what I mean? I'm I'm pretty good at the stuff I played growing up with, and then if I get into a game, I'll I'll play it, play it, play it. Like, like what's your game? Edition. What's your game? As far as that, you're the best at. Like you fucking someone throws that on, you're gonna blow minds. Well, the game that I've never met anybody personally that I can do really well in is Puyo Puyo. You might it's it was called a uh, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on the Genesis. Yes, and it was I remember that. Avalanche on the Super NES. That was my game. That was Kirby's but, Avalanche? Yeah, it was the same game. That was like Kirby. one of the last ten games ever released for the Super NES, right? It was no, late. Kirby's Woods was the sequel, I believe. Uh, I don't... They they had a couple... Kirby was a pretty late come... I, like, it was like I a stacking Dr. Mario Tetris type yes. game. Yeah, yeah they was, made a sequel called Kirby's Woods. It was the last game I ever bought for the Super NES, and it was fucking awesome. It was Dr. Mario with Kirby. Yeah, that that was my game. Like Poyo Poyo, that's the Japanese name, and they've got like several versions of it. And they've released America. It's called Poyo Pop. Like kind of how there's a Tetris on every system. There's a Poyo Pop on every system. Right on. Man. But I've never met anybody that can beat me. But that's I'm not going out looking for competitors. I'm sure there's some guy in Japan that can kick the shit out of me. Well, that was what's so great about but, King. But King like, Co- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh yeah, like King. I mean, but that's the thing. I, like, I don't know anybody that knows even how to play it, and I could get like chains of seven and eight without trying. And, that that's, just, and that's what's great. All, in King of Kong, you realize, like, yeah, there's this weird Donkey Kong subcategory. Like, they're the top gamers. Then you got your Tetris gamers. Then you got, like, uh, you know. You've got to be fucking wired in your brain correctly to do that well. In that totally. Shit. However, then you realize that there's a dude for every game. Like, they introduced the Mappy Land guy, and it was, like, some <laughs> schlubby fat guy in his 50s. And I was like, that's the fucking, his life is Mappy Land. Well, like someone's of, life is Cuber. Someone's life is Dig Dog. Someone's life is fucking. You know what I mean? A lot of those guys are gonna find like the major games. It's the same guy that's like has all the major games or in most categories. Right? There's a guy named Todd Rogers who owns like virtually every 2600 record. Because I mean, if he if he commits himself to winning a record, he'll win it. I mean, he he's insane. Where, um, where do you I, think, I think the future of that goes? With competitive gaming. Do you think there's going to be an eight bit resurgence? Do you think as like, as all these other documentaries come out, like you know, there should be fucking arcades, man, and they should be retro at this point. Like, well, the the collecting thing, like like Atari collecting, got really big in the nineties. It's, it's it's when a group of people 
get into that age where they've got disposable income. Totally. And you can so always like, tell how old the people spending are about what's popular. Nintendo 64 is starting to surge right now. Look because now. The, G- yeah, it's my generation. It's G- uh, fucking yeah, Transformers, like, like, G.I. Joe, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters. We're, we're, I mean, you're you're at the peak right now. Your generation's the peak, but the kids that are turning like 19, 20 right yeah, now. Yeah, a little bit younger. They don't, yeah, like, GoldenEye. Like Super I've Super been hearing Super so much about GoldenEye. Is there a new GoldenEye game out, maybe? Yeah, there's one on the Wii. But oh, there's it's a like, new one. Okay. They kind of they skin the new Bond into them. Because they of... keep hearing people tweeting about Goldeneye, Goldeneye, and I'm like, well, did people just arbitrarily decide to fucking play Goldeneye again? Like, like I worked I, I worked part time at a game store before my kid was born, and like, don't kids N6, ruin everything? N64s are like cheap as dirt. You can get one for fifteen bucks, but controllers are hard to find. Like, because everybody wants four controllers for their N64 to play Mario Goldeneye, Kart Goldeneye. Or, or, yeah, yeah. Dude, and, Goldeneye and was huge. That was another massive game in my life. Like, like controllers are more expensive than the system because Diddy, that's what's big now. Diddy Kong Racing was another. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, and I wasn't. That was my my hiatus from gaming was N sixty four era. I mean, I've got one and I got a few games for it. But I mean, the the people are really nostalgic for it. Grew up with it, and that's their peak right now. But like, there was a kid who walked into the store and he asked for. I want to copy the original Zelda. So, you know, the guy goes over and <laughs> grabs Zelda for the Nintendo, original Nintendo. He's like, no, no, I want the original Zelda. Do you have and he, it? Then he, and he points at the N64 Zelda. It's like, I want that one. That's the original Zelda. Ocarina like, of Time? Yeah. As he called it the original. It's like, you fucker. Dude, do you remember? Do you have a link? Do, do I have, have a link? Do you have a Zelda? Yeah. Any, yeah. NES? Do you have the yeah. gold one? Well, the gold one is more common. The gray one. Oh, is really? Like, because yeah. I had the gold one. I was, I was yeah. Everybody, every, back then all of them were gold, like and the everyone thought they were super special. special. Like I yeah. had the red, uh, Maximum Carnage. Yeah, remember that Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. Yep. There was that was for Super NES. That was, like, that, that's what I liked about like that was like the first games that had the special cartridge colors. You know, that was, what a, I'm I, trying to think of other cartridge colors. There were a couple black Super NESs. I remember Killer Instinct. Maximum um, Carnage was red. Maximum Carnage was red. Uh, I think. Um, Killer Instinct, not Doom. Was Doom colored? I feel like there was a blue one. They used to, that was fun, dude. Like you there weren't too many. That, like N sixty four is when it kind of took off. Oh, that's the, when every other fucking thing became right. Colored like every thing. game was like its own color. I, I can't see my Super NES games from here, but I, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like how when when systems had like that's a little character when they all have the different styles and the cartridges. But you know, yeah, no, you're right. Um, now speaking of your collection. Your Genesis are all boxed. A lot of your earlier stuff is. Why is none of your Nintendo boxed? Uh, Genesis had those awesome clamshell plastic boxes. Ah, that so the cardboard, people did not throw away. The cardboard all got thrown away. Most of the cardboard got thrown away. And as a collector, it's even if you get a box, it's they're they're not in great shape, and they take up a lot more space, and they're more expensive. Yeah, so. now that I think of it, I didn't have any boxes. I had those like uh, stacking shelf things. And 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 the great thing about NES games are they're the size of a CD, so CD storage shelves work perfect for NES games out of the box. That. I had that official Nintendo sanctioned black one, and the other <laughs> one I had the Game Boy case that looked like a Game Boy. I got one of those a couple weeks ago from a friend. It's so ridiculous. Like <laughs> when I was like eight, I was walking through an airport. I was like skipping along, la la la, and I fucking slammed it into some dude's knee, and I'll never forget. He went, "Oh my kneecap!" Like he was so specific about where he was hurt. <laughs> and my parents were just like move now now like i fucking nailed him full force in the knee with that game boy case 
Um, that's yeah, not to so discreet about what's in there. Huh? I had a Game Gear case that looked like a Game Gear because they you, were you, very, you were a few people at a Game Gear. Which oh, was I was a huge Game Gear gamer, dude. I'm getting a my next tattoo is um two one two down up Mortal Code uh Mortal Kombat two Blood Code for Game Gear. That's that's insane because most people know A B A C A B V exactly, that's, and that's I don't. Code. My Blood Code is two one two down up. Isn't that, that fucked that's, up? That that's pretty hardcore. Uh, uh, I was that, on a stream on Machinima, and it took like a half an hour for anyone to figure out what it was. Yeah, if you'd gone with the ABA, I'm sure more people would recognize it. Oh, totally. It. It's pretty obscure. That's, no, dude, that's... I, I loved I preferred Game Gear to Game Boy. The games were, like, it had the Sega polish on them. You didn't right. have a, you didn't have a Nomad, did you? Uh, not in the day I have one now. You do? Have you ever tried it? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, when I first got it, I, I use it a lot, but, uh, the screen isn't very good quality compared to, like, stuff now. Does it so... work? Because for, for folks listening, the Nomad was basically, Sega, you could take any Sega Genesis game and play it portably. Right, it was its own screen. It was color. But the screens back in 1996 are shit compared to the stuff now. So there's actually guys out there that like will mod your Nomad and put like a modern screen in it, but I'm not sure if I want to ruin my... Dude, my... Like this, I'm so glad you fucking wrote in, dude. I'm so glad that I can mention the Nomad and some, and they know immediately what I'm talking about. Yep. There's, like, a, tur- there's a Turbo Express, too, which was like the same thing for Turbo Graphics. See that? I thought that was a leap ahead. Like I thought that's where it was going to go. <laughs> we were all yeah. wrong. Nope. Uh, well, they sold. That, that's, they they, sold they were still selling black and white Game Boys at that point. And here's here you can have a portable Genesis, but well, it never. And took that off. was the whole thing with Game Gear. It was I had both at the same time, but they were both equally frustrating. Here's what I would. Here's <laughs> the battery life was horrible. Well, it was the battery life on Game Gear was atrocious. It was like an six, hour. Six, six AA batteries lasted two hours at most. I was going to say like an hour and a half. I remember. Right. But the other thing was, so you would play Game Boy during the day, and then when it got dark and you couldn't see it anymore, you would switch to your, that's what I used to do. Because, like, you couldn't play Game Gear at, like, the beach or some shit. I used to try, and, like, I would hide under, like, blankets and stuff and never be able to, never be able to fucking see it. But, oh, dude. Couldn't have the Game Boy, no way. I had so many Game Gear games. I was, like, Game Gear's biggest supporter. Uh, There was a a Sonic and Tails game that was amazing on Game Gear. I have all the Sonic games on Game Gear. I never finished one just because it's like back then. I'm sure I would have been like, "Oh, this is cool," because I didn't get one until after I started collecting. And nowadays, it's kind of this is cool, but I got other things to play that are better. And the screen is pretty bad, but it, it's 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 a very I, I mean because it's basically this. You know the Master System, right? Yeah, of course. The Game Gear is basically a portable Master System. In fact, many of the games is it pre Genesis? Same time. Okay. It came out came out slightly after the Genesis. It came out after Game Boy. I know that for damn sure. Yeah, yeah, like like ninety ninety one. Okay, Game Boy was eighty nine. Yeah, eighty eight, eighty nine. That makes sense. Um, and you know the Game Boy was still around and still puttering around, and then what happened was Pokemon, and that didn't come out till ninety seven. Game Boy Pokemon was on GBA. No, the original Pokemon was on black and white. No Game way. Boy. Yeah, black, red, red and blue Pokemon were on black and white Game Boy. I want to disagree with you, sir. Yeah, look it up, dude. Are you being right? Uh, because I was that was that was another giant leap ahead of my gaming. That was the first time that I ever put like three hundred and sixty hours into a single game file. That that was because that was my hiatus, and I saw this commercial for Pokemon. I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then a year later, no, everybody's talking about it, and that's what drove Nintendo to finally make a Game Boy Color was they wanted a color Pokemon. Game. Okay, you're you're completely fucking right. Red and cook. you're right. Red and blue were black and white because the next ones were color, and that and yep. they were the same exact games though. Um, 
I, I'm not a Pokemon. I don't know if it's not a, yeah, that's another podcast, but I don't um, know. Cause I think those were go. There was, there was yellow, which is like the special. Yellow was Pikachu. Yet. was just red and blue with Pikachu. It stayed with you right. the whole time. And, he and was, then the next version was, I think, what's the Sapphire. Color, it was red, gold and silver. Silver maybe. and gold. Yes. And then the there, one after so that, of them. the one after that was Sapphire and Crystal. But every platform after that got their own Pokemon game, basically. And that that's kind of what's pushed Nintendo handhelds. Like, that's what's made them huge. Because everybody had a Game Boy, but it was kind of like, eh, it's a Game Boy. Like, I had, did you ever hear, like, the Game Boy camera? You ever see that? Yes, I remember that. Like I, had, I had, dude, I had the, um, there were so many Game Boy peripherals. I had the thing. There's a you, fucking sewing machine peripheral for the Game that's Boy. Like, amazing. you could program your fucking sewing machine to do that. patterns with that. I had the thing that you clamped into the game cartridge, and it was a magnifying glass slash light. Never seen that. Oh, that's really? Like, no, yeah, I, I know there's like the there's like a Bible and no, this one was you plugged it into the where the cartridge went. This was an official Nintendo peripheral too. You plugged yeah. it into where the cartridge went, then you plugged the cartridge into the top of the connector thing, and it basically it was like a, a magnifying glass that also had a little light on it that you could extend down over the screen. Okay, okay, okay. So it's like it lit up your Game Boy screen. It lit up the Game Boy screen, and it made the screen seem bigger because you were playing through a magnifying glass. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you were. I, I was getting like the wrong that's how far terms. we've come. Like when I talk to Cruz, and he's only known like Nintendo sixty four and like Xbox. Like right, the, the shit we had to use to do to play video games is ridiculous, dude. What about blowing on fucking games? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Young kids and don't you know, know from blowing on games. My daughter does, and that it, it brought a tear to my eye when I first saw her do that. That's <laughs> so she awesome. Because she saw you and do it's, it. It's, it's it's supposed to not work, and it's supposed to be bad, but I don't give a shit. It, but everyone it used feels to do like it. it works, and I do it. Blowing the game, then you would blow in the system, and then you would blow in the game again, and then you would fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. I, I used to. We used to pry open. I'm sure you did the same thing. You would pry open the the lip of N- Nintendo and blow in the actual system. Right. I mean, and I've replaced my, my pin connector inside my Nintendo, like brand new cartridge connector, and I've disabled the lockout chip on there so you don't get the flashing screen when it doesn't connect. Okay, yeah, And yeah. I still only have like a 50% success rate starting games. That's I've cleaned the shit out of all my games with, with you know, it, it's, it, it, it's, the NES is like the worst built system. But no, thankfully someone, I mean, it's, it still works. Thankfully I mean, someone rommed all those games though that they're not, we're not going to lose them forever. You know what yeah, I, mean? I mean? I I can manage all the games to work, but it, it's not the best. I mean, I, I, I have a top loader too. It's a lot better, but the, the video top loader was good. awesome. I had the, it was the Nintendo mini. They, was yeah, it like called NES the mini? There was no official name for it, but it, they, people call it the NES two. And the it top. had the circular controller, the dog bones. Yeah. Those are awesome. They yeah, feel so good. Dog bone. Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are awesome. So, do you play all these games you collect? I I try all of them out, um, but you know what? The thing with old games is they're so cheap. So I'll go out with my friend and we'll go out hunting, and I'll buy like a dozen games, fifty or hundred bucks, and I'll come home and test them all and make sure they all work and everything. But as as far as getting into the meat, oh of shit! Them, so it, you're like a total collector. Like you don't do a full playthrough on every game? Oh god, no! I don't have time. Oh man! Like I, 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 like I said, I'm more I'm more about the history and collecting and, and preserving the about. history of it. Yeah, yeah. And and I want to know about games. And if a game really grabs me, when you have four thousand of them, you got to be cream of the crop to grab my attention. I mean, right? I was going to say, what's in. your holy grail? What's your holy grail of games that you're look? You've always that, I, that, that I, you that want I lust over or that I own that you lust over. Well, first right. that you own. What's your most collectible rare? crazy uh, thing brag for a second name some of your highlights dude that like 
real video game nuts would be like, oh my god. I don't have anything super super rare. I've got I've got some stuff that can go for like a hundred bucks on eBay, like Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Saturn, uh, Burning Ranger for like a lot. Because I just um, I'm almost I'm almost done with my Saturn collection. I got two games left. And How many one, games in total were there? There are over two hundred. There's like two hundred thirty some. You want a complete collection, meaning you have every game that they ever made on the system. Yes, in America, I, I won't get all imports. I'll get the imports that I want. But yeah, that's that's totally nuts. Do you have Knights um, into Dream? Yes. That's the only game I remember liking on Saturn. That was a great game. And, and that's, that, that's, that's the official Kevin Smith system with the, uh, Mallrats reference, but, It um, is, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sega Boy. Um, there's one game for the Saturn I don't have that was Daytona USA, which is dirt fucking common, but they made a Netlink version and, and it was only available through mail order. And that's so, the only. So that's, so I, what, like, okay, so now what are you hunting for? Like, what's the like, game that, that you can't that's find? The one game that's I'm the one? For that, I'm never going to, because the last one that went on eBay was like 400 bucks, and I don't think I could justify that to the wife. You wouldn't sell like eight of your fucking eight twenty Ataris for that? (laughs) (laughs) How many many 2700s do you have? Oh, oh, uh, I've got, I think a dozen. Because they they made, uh, like the 2600, I didn't have one growing up, but I I really appreciate that system for, the, the system was designed to play Pong and Tank, and like, Seven years later, they were putting shit on there that had no business being on that system. So it's it's really fascinating what they did with it and all the tricks they had to do to make that shit work. I wish and, I could play an Atari, man. You know what? If you really want that badly, I'll send you one. No. Okay, but you know they're not. I that mean, expensive. yes, but uh, maybe I'll pay you for one. <laughs> maybe we'll talk after. But like, you dude, yeah. I've never even had one. Like, you know what I mean? It would be kind of badass to have a fucking Atari. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worth playing. I mean, it's. It, your expectations for you just have to, I mean, it, it's, oh, a I know, I know. It's a 180 <laughs> degree thing from immersion from of Skyrim. Skyrim. Yeah. It, it's like, it's, it's a 30 second game of Kaboom. I mean, it's dude, like, PlayStation you one, beating play, your score. PlayStation that's, that's, one is a fucking 360 degree immersion from Oblivion is like, that's yeah. the thing. The, the, the evolution of video games now, it took like five years to go from eight bit to 16 bit. And then like four years to go to fucking 32. And then like another couple to go to 64. And then. The, the, and now you're getting diminishing returns because like it's the PlayStation. Insane. Yes, now uh, diminishing returns, but diminishing returns, but the next steps happen within the same systems. Yeah, you yeah, know what I, I mean. PlayStation went from uh, it, it turned 3D out of nowhere around me. Right. I mean, can I, you imagine an old like you used to have to buy? Like, it would be it would be like if you could download all the Game Boy add-ons and make it color and make it all that without having to plunk down for a new system every time. Right, and you know, like I said, I I'm not totally in love with that, but I I, I that's where everything's going. And someone, um, there's got to be one game out there, dude, that I guarantee you, if you sit down on a PS3 and an Xbox and you play one game, you'll be like, all right, I I can see that this is something of worth, like what they're doing now. Right. And, and you know what? Like, like people complain about. And maybe about it's the- not Skyrim because Skyrim is such, like, you have to be a modern gamer to, to play Skyrim, I think. I think so, but I, I think if it's intuitive, which it was compared to Oblivion, like, this is based on the reviews I've read and my brother-in-law. It's um, pretty intuitive, but if you, and, and because you know what's great? You know from RPG, so you know from mapping fucking EXPs and, 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 uh, uh, trait branches and that sort of stuff and perks, so you might not be lost. That's where most people seem to have the hardest time finding their footing in Skyrim. It's enchantment, enchantments on armor and, and 
leveling up. It's leveling up basically because if you never right, played but, an RPG I mean, didn't before, you, didn't you say like I heard a previous podcast you were talking about it and you were you were talking about how you got Oblivion and how the character creation in Skyrim was a hell of a lot more streamlined and and you could get right into it a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, the, the, the enhancements in Skyrim versus Oblivion are, are fucking night and day. Like, I'm only halfway through my Oblivion, but after having playing Skyrim, I don't think I'll ever be able to go back to Oblivion, because it'll just be cumbersome and annoying. Right. The and shit they the fixed, the shit they fixed for Skyrim was crucial. S- streamlining is, is crucial if you want to get more people on board. I mean, that's the, go back to the Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy 13 was so, ADD oh, and like, fuck, what the fuck am I doing? Whereas ten, as much as I wanted to, ten hate was fun. 10, ten was the chicks. The, the 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 first ten was was ten two was the chicks. ten was ten. The first ten was just um Zidane, right? No, that's nine. Titus, Titus, Titus. and like Waka. Waka and Arin, which is the biggest badass in a Final Fantasy game. Exactly, I remember um, ten. I like ten. The, and ten was back to the old school where you. There was not real time. You could wait and make your move as slowly as you want. Which, I, which is what I prefer, you know? Which, which, which I, I, as much as I wanted to hate that game because they went to voice acting and I was, because voice acting in video games up to that point were shit. And 10 did okay. There were some bad ones, but there were some good ones. 10 and, was okay. Yeah. I, I, I like 10. But, you know, that battle system in 10 was just glorious. I mean, that was, and they haven't gone back to it. Yeah, it was pretty fucking real time awesome. since then. And, you know, that, <sighs> But the new one, and so, and I, I hate to keep harping on Final Fantasy, but you did write in for that. But yeah. they, and for some people who haven't played the new one, so if you know what an old, like even if you've never played a Final Fantasy or a Square RPG or a turn-based RPG in your life, you know what it looks like. There's a screen. There's words. You choose attack. You choose defend. You choose item. You choose run away. If you click attack, a sub menu opens up and it gives you your different options. Right. And you select your move. Final Fantasy 13 was based on this weird kinetic, you, like, you're you either, what you're either an aggressor, a defender, or something. And then every have, move, all you gotta do is click A or B. It's just button mashing. It's button right. mashing. Dude, and like, so Final that, Fantasy made a button masher. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's pretty ADD. And the camera angle keeps moving around and there's people jumping all oh, over the place. And I don't enemies care aren't about anyone, like, <laughs> You it, know, it, there's no investment in a single character. Like it's yeah, dude. And and like you have to re- to read the story. You have to go back into the menu and read like the specifics of the story. It's it's so. It, oh. Ten hours in, I was like, I don't care about the story. I'm not going to read a single word these people say. I want to open up Pulse because that was the most. You know what? Never again will I play a video game where someone's like, it sucks. But if you play it for thirty hours. It doesn't suck as much. And ever, I was, I fucking bought, bought it hook, line, and sinker like everyone else did. And the reason we harp just so gotta much open is up the pulse, just gotta open up the pulse. <laughs> we, we, we harp so much because we love the older ones so much. I mean, they're, 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 they're that the was standard a, that was of a, video games. Yeah. If that was a generic Japanese RPG, I'd be like, okay, this, this has some good ideas. Totally. I've played shitty random RPGs before, never from Square. Right. Never in my life I'd have played a single Square RPG that I hated. Well, they, they had some experimental ones in uh, the PS1 era that I wasn't. Yeah, I, did, I didn't fuck with. They weren't any, Final Fantasy. They were like I the have, experimental series. I have never fucked with. I didn't fuck with the PS1 RPG. Like I'm pretty since I'm pretty square um, loyal. Whereas, like I've only really done Final Fantasy games. I never played Fables, which I think is an RPG. I yeah. played like Dragon Quest and like Chrono Trigger and like that, early stuff. A good a good old school series is Lunar. They, were, they had that no, on the Sega CD. No, I don't CD. know Lunar. Okay. Um, it was on the Sega CD, then they did re-releases on the PlayStation. 
Um, super simple. The storylines aren't that, you know, aren't that convoluted. It's you're a good, you're a teenage good boy and you're trying to find the, get the girl and beat the bad guy. And, you know, you got all these anime cutscenes and before anime cliches were invented kind of in the States. That's, oh, yeah. but it, it's, it's, it's charming as fuck. And speaking, the of, company, speaking of, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, I mean, if you can, since you have a PS3, you can play it on your PS1 if you can find a copy. It's, they're absolutely worth it if you can, if you can play them. I mean, if you like that, that old school style and it's not, I mean, you could play, you could beat about 40 hours, 30 yeah, hours. Yeah, like all I want in the world is a square RPG that I've never heard of. You know what I mean? That, or like it's something not, like that. Or like Earthbound. Not, Earthbound is yeah. one of my favorite games ever made. Oh, Earth, Earthbound's rocketing huge. Like, like you finding, like I bought a copy for 10 bucks in 97. You can't find that shit for under 50 Do you bucks. have, with like the original book, with like the sn- I, snatch I just have, I just have the cartridge, yeah. The snatch and script shit, I'm sure that's worth it. Because that's, it that seems like the, the cult games become the ones that are worth money. Oh, yeah. Like, especially shit that, like Earthbound that they won't re-release on the Wii. Oh, I mean, like, they don't give a fuck about Earthbound. No, they, they, they won't re-release it. They won't translate one. They won't translate three. They, I mean, they're, Nintendo, or I mean. I played both like, one and three on fan subs, like online. Right. I, and I haven't played through through Earthbound because I mean I bought that when I was collecting. I mean I played it. I got to like, okay, first yeah, yeah. You didn't play. You didn't play it first go around. No, I mean I I played a lot of the RPGs, but I haven't played that. I didn't play Mario RPG very far. I got to like the first star, but I mean I, I, I like <laughs> the style and. Well, cause that was cool because it mixed it mixed in um, turn based with real time. Uh, you it was turn based in the sense that you had to click attack, but once you click attack, if you then hit A at a certain time, right. you would double there your damage. There was interactivity with it, like yeah. You could you could like get extra damage. For, and like, the other like, the other thing that they did, which changed it for me, was you could see the bad guys and avoid them if you wanted to. Yeah, that's what Lunar is on the on the PlayStation. Okay, you, that's cool because and, and you can run away from some. But... I'm a huge Final Fantasy fan, but there's nothing more jarring than just it being like two in the morning and you're standing in an open field and all of a sudden that fucking whoosh. Oh yeah, that whoosh, like you know what I mean. However, the fucking dun dun dun, that thing at the end is very yeah. satisfying. So you know, as much as I hate random battles, I love grinding. Yeah, and that's like the old, like old school Dragon Warrior. You had to run around and kill enemies to get strong enough to advance. Well, I was gonna say too I, on this same RPG thing for a minute. I used to like I played Pokemon obsessively into, into, yes, into like grind, eleven my entire sick. life. Like I played yeah. every Pokemon game. I put a few hundred hours in, but like red and blue when it first came out i was in like 10th grade when i should have been out like having sex and doing drugs and i was doing drugs <laughs> but i was also playing pokemon i was um, worse i was in a marching band in 10th right, grade that's way worse <laughs> everyone would but everyone was like what the fuck who's this kid who played pokemon and little and i felt like i was the only i felt like it was some secret that only i knew that like guys pokemon is fucking final fantasy it's just a, it's a turn it it's a turn-based rpg with a giant open world disregard the cartoony shit and the little fact that they're monsters it's a fucking rpg and what i heard it's a grinder like a motherfucker i was on a bus one time and i heard this kid maybe seven or eight talking to his mom about pokemon and like like this guy can beat this guy and this this pokemon's got this ability and involves into this evolves into who that used to be the big thing as a kid like getting that deep into something oh dude i used to be able to name all 151 like i caught i had my on my blue i caught them all including mewtwo because i got it from this kid in my school who went to a nintendo of america show where they gave it out for free that was that. That would have been so cool to obsess over as a kid, like like getting that nerdy into something and and having. Oh, dude, 
catch, catching like them like catching them all fight. was better than losing my virginity. I'll probably right. say that. Like because when I was when I was in grade school, like I said, <laughs> demon attack was the shit for me. Like I'm going up to the demon base. That was as immersive as it got. And I mean, I, I like the skill based stuff, and I love the art and everything. But the immersion and, and the RPGs did change my life. I mean, between the Final Fantasy Dragon Warriors and then later on, um, Fantasy Star. Ever played any of those games? No, Fantasy Star. On the, well, there was one on the Master System, and then they did three on the Genesis, and then they did Fantasy Star Online on the Dreamcast, which was not See, a turn based game. I think I've heard of that. But but the Fantasy Star games were fucked up. Like like. Um, like 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 in like Fantasy Star Two, which was in, released in 1989, and so this is before Final Fantasy in the United States. Um, there was your one of your characters got killed in the game, so I mean it was, but it was also uber which, hard. Yeah, I mean like and like even though Final Fantasy was released next year, fucking Aerith didn't die until like 20 years later, and that no, was no, the I first. Mean, that was Fantasy like the Star first was... hardcore death in video game history where people were like shocked. Right. It was it was way ahead of its time and that kind of stuff and like this the storyline was this the supercomputer was running all the biosystems and controlled control the environment on your planet and everybody got lazy because of the socialism whatever and then all of a sudden everything went haywire and then you realize you have to the, there's people controlling the computer it wasn't convoluted it, it wasn't like that sounds bad Final Fantasy thirteen I mean it was mind blowing for a kid in high school playing I gotta this check shit. This out. Dude, I, we we almost talked for two hours, man. Who knew that we could fucking this is this was a lot of fun, brother. To uh, uh, to I, take I, us on it. an out note though, recommend a fucking video game to us, man. What's you a, what's what? an old school game that people might be able to find online that they probably like what's a game that you think is so overlooked that you've discovered in your collecting? Well And don't say Paperboy. <laughs> My brother loves Paperboy. I, I mean, I'm a Paperboy fan, but just it was also really hard and frustrating. You, and you know, like, look, I, those dogs. I, I don't know who's going to listen to this podcast because you know, I'm, I'm always millions of people. The president, right? But I mean, like, you, pick you know, pick up something from a youth, but don't be afraid to go before your youth. Like, if you have an N64 growing up, get a Super Nintendo, get a Genesis. If you've got an NES or grew up with NES, don't try a Atari. You, I mean, um, don't be afraid to go one generation back and think that because it's shitty graphics, it's going to be shitty gameplay. Yeah, pick up a system, pick up a few games. They're really cheap. If you just get the the the, the good thing about video games is like the good shit is cheap. The rare games are rare for a reason because they're mostly shit. Yeah. So, um, you know, like if. For you, pick up an Atari. For a, for a cruise, pick up a Super NES and, and a few games and yeah. try it out. Can you imagine never having played a Super NES, man? I it blows my mind. What a man. weird like, fucking world. I mean, I like I said, I tied at the time of my games, the game store I worked at, just some of these kids that oh, I was born in two thousand. Like, yeah, that's fucking like my little cousin. Yeah, I have cousins that are like that are big gamers, but like they're they're yeah they were born after the year two thousand, and it's like. Jesus fucking Christ, lady. You know what I mean? Like, you have no idea what we had to go through for you guys to, like, live in a world of, like, fucking <laughs> online 3D Wi-Fi gaming at all times. Yeah, you, you think of pre-internet days, and it's just, how did we fucking live? Dude, but, even, like, and you had it worse than me. You had all these crazy fucking vision systems. But even Nintendo, even original Nintendo, it was a bit of a workhorse. Like, you had to... You, it wasn't always going to accommodate you, and that's kind of the charm in it too. It had a personality yeah. to it. Your NES, yeah. And and you know, if you don't even if you don't want to buy the system, you got a modern system. Download a couple games for cheap. You know, five bucks to play Mario One or the original Zelda. Yeah, Try how about that? If you've never played the original fucking Mario Brothers or the original Zelda, do yourself a favor and check them out because like 
you know, I, it's, I, it's why it's why you're still playing video games today. How about that? Yeah. Get 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 outside your comfort zone. That's all I got to say. And yeah, I man, mean, I put and I'll play modern Skyrim, games. I'll put, kids. No, I'll put my name on it man. and play some modern games just for this show. Put your name on it, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, Skyrim might be a little nutty, but maybe. May, do you got a PS3? Oh, dude, have yeah. you played a Drake game? Not yet. No. Get get yourself an Uncharted game. Those are fucking I'll, fun. I'll, I'll, heavy I'll, Rain. I'll, How about heavy that? Heavy Rain, Uncharted, and Heavy Skyrim. Rain is probably my fucking. You'll beat Heavy Rain in eight hours, and it'll be. You, you get a day where you don't have any fucking thing to do. Put your kids somewhere, not somewhere dangerous, but like <laughs> find a place to house your child. Um, like she's two, just fucking like close the door. Well, put, I, I got to put some I, pillows in front of her. I put my DS in front of her and she plays with Picto chat. So I'll right try on, that. She's good minutes. with that. And, yeah. uh, and dude, sit down and play heavy rain. Like I'm telling you, if you play it in one sitting, like most people do, you, it, it, it might reinvoke your love of what video games can do. And if, if you ever find yourself in the desert of Columbus, uh, you're, you're a lot of stuff. I almost want to fucking come there on purpose now for a vacation to play with your fucking video games, man. No um, plug your podcast, sir. Plug, tell us where we could find you on the internet. That uh, sort of fun stuff. The, now you're playing with podcast, uh, spin on now you're playing with power. Uh, we're at now you're playing.com. Don't or now explain you're with your jokes, com. man. Let the people who get it get it, and that, it'll yeah. make it that much the more better. Sorry, okay. um, sorry. For and uh, two episodes up right now, but I'm sure by the time this airs, we'll have a few more. And uh, check us out. Yeah, that that's pretty much it. I just got a Twitter account, but I'll probably set up a specific one for the podcast in a little bit. But I don't have one just yet. Right on. And if people want to see the tour of your uh, of your video game collection, which is kind of what the episode hinges on, like if we were making this all up, it'd be funny. Um, I'm gonna drop a link on Twitter when the episode drops. But do you have a YouTube channel that you do you know the name of? Yeah, BSG4000. Or you can uh, I got the now you're playing with podcast on YouTube as well. So if you Google or if you YouTube that, uh, if you look, you'll, my username will be there, and it's under my videos. And it's like an eight minute long video, and it is the it is a nostalgic video. It flies game by. Fucking I thought eight orgasm. Minutes, Jesus Christ! I I can I can watch it, and, and listen to my own voice is fucking annoying, dude. But. Like at the very end of the video, like you show all these, you show forty three hundred video games, you show all this shit, then you're like, here are the extra consoles, and there's just a shelf of like fucking extra console shoved in, and like that's the fact that that was the end of the video. You're like, oh, I guess I should show to the extras. You're insane, dude. And, yeah, well, you know, it, it's like You're I said, it's 15 person. years. It's my major hobby. Um, I love it. I love the history. Um, I love the art style. You Good know, shit, it, dude. Good shit. And hey, it made for an interesting podcast, so I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, two hours. That's fucking incredible. Go play that, some... I was kind of nervous about this. and <laughs> No, I, dude, it went really well. Goodbye. Like, you know, my whole thing with this expert thing, and I found out easily on, like, it works best when the other person knows way more about me and what we're talking about. The, and, the, the the best podcasts are conversations, and that's you know that's your stuff on your network is that's how I discovered it when you were talking to Brandon Bird, and that's inspired me to do my podcast, which are conversations and good shit, man. It, and we it, just had ourselves a conversation. I hope I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us, sir. Thanks for having me. All right, take care, man. Bye. And we're back. What's that you say? Time for Pim Corner already. That's not the usual routine. Me guys, ah. Open your minds up, please, or at least your pants. What? And I didn't mean guys. I mean maybe, but no. Um, I want to thank Chris Bidwell for for chatting video games with me for for a good uh two hours or so. I thought I thought that was a real fun time. And if anything, like me, you got to learn what a Commodore sixty four was. So now you know. It's like knowing what the Battle of Waterloo was. It's not going to help you in your everyday life, but when like you're laying in bed at night, can't get to sleep, just a little. 
ah, I know that, you know? Just to, to chip up your spirit a little bit, guys. That's all it's about, chipping up your spirit. Chip it up, chip on up that spirit, have a good time, and I want to thank you for having a good time with us. If you want to find more of me, as always, please check out all my other podcasts, including Smidnight with Mr. Matt Cruz, live Saturday nights at smodcast.com, 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, Western time, 12 p.m. Pacific, which of course, as everyone knows, is Smidnight. I'm on Team Jack, which can be found on iTunes and Smodcast, and I produce more stories with Mr. Jay Moore, which as well is on iTunes and Smodcast. For more of me on the internet, check out Camel Toad on Twitter, at C-A-M-E-L-T-O-A-D, Camel and a Toad. Head to CamelToadProductions.com. There's a YouTube page. Everything's linked from there. We're doing daily updates. It's popping off. Also, uh, coming up very soon, the Geek, uh, the Geek Kickstarter campaign. If I want to get your money, I should learn how to say it right, right? Uh, the Geek Kickstarter campaign is starting very soon. I'm making a comic book along with your help, hopefully. And, uh, and we'll talk more about that as it comes. Ladies and gentlemen, ABX up, down, 23L. What does that mean? That's blood code for I love you. See you next time, gang. I'm Matt Cohen. It's been bagged aboard. It's been real. What? Jesse, watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, bet aboard it, it's a way in life, tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free kids you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we'd be the top crooks, we got issues and we owe me funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top villain, sit down, relax, and yo, and take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, I was spit loud, but I'll Find more funny shit like this at smodcast.com.